Welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast. My name is James Noka. I live in northern Michigan in the cold white north. Um, I'm with my good friend Kyle Verstake. Hi. Who is down in the southern part of Michigan hiding out, hmm? hanging out, trying to run from the snow. <laughs> we have. But not making it because I think he's got more snow than we did this year. Yeah, we got quite a bit. It's Most of it's melted off by now. Um, but... Uh... Uh, but yeah, we we did get quite a bit. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a we got a fair amount, but nothing. It's not it's not been a banner year, that's for sure. Um, we have had uh, I don't know maybe maybe thirty six inches of snow. I could be wrong, but hmm. but that's uh, you know I got a snowblower a couple years back and. I don't care. Let it snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I don't. It doesn't really bother me much anymore. Um, I mean, it's kind of funny because as soon as the snow starts landing, you know, you want to get it off real quick so that it doesn't pack down and turn to ice. Yeah. And so, you know, Kathy get up and and she's getting ready for work, and I'm already got my pants on and out the door and with a cup of coffee in my hand and I'm blowing like one and a half inches of snow off the off the driveway <laughs> so she doesn't pack it down on the way out <laughs> it's pretty funny that's cool pretty funny so what you've been doing with yourself you got all kinds of stuff in the news and oh man I tell you what with this crazy crap going on whole right Ukraine now. thing well the, the uh, is a, a this is a prepper's dream come true <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like the kind of the funniest things that have come out of this are that they the Ukraine like um they basically they said any women and children can leave the country, any males 18 to 60 have to stay. You're not allowed to leave. And then they gave everybody a machine gun <laughs> and and a yeah. pamphlet on how to make I, Molotov know, I'm not cocktails. Sure that they... I'm not sure that they that they um, that that was not well accepted. Um, I think I think everybody that I mean there was there's a lot of women that stayed. Oh yeah, tons and of I, them. Yeah, I, everybody's seen that image of the granny that probably is 75 years old with an AK in her hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know all of the Miss Ukraine and and uh, boxer and a couple other people that have pretty well-known people that have stayed but i'm i've been pretty impressed with Zelensky. you know definitely leading from the front you know as opposed to uh um our guy in the white house <laughs> well you know you know who, it's who, hard who being 80 a, yeah well you know the thing that gets me about this whole this whole cabal is it's pretty straightforward um for the past several years, probably back to the Obama administration, these guys wanted to be in NATO. They wanted to be NATO members. Yeah. And NATO's refused, has refused because of the corruption that was in the country. Who, wait a minute, who's involved in the corruption in that country? <laughs> right. Well, they wanted to keep it open because it was like a little cash cow for them. Right, right. You know? And, and I, I mean, I'm going to tell you, I, 
it's it's the Bidens, it's the Obamas, it's the Clintons, it's the probably half the Democratic House, all and half the Democrat sen- senators are probably all making money over there. So, I, you know what? It's this ought to all come to light. You know. Well, it never will because the, you know, that they all have dirty hands with it. You know, and and it, well, if if there is any actual investigative journalism, uh, the mainstream media will just block it. You know, like with yeah. the laptop thing, the Post did a uh, an article on that, and basically Twitter banned them, and like nobody would cover it. You know, and they said it right. was fake news. Well, it was a hundred percent true, and none of those people that blocked that from getting out had any consequences whatsoever you know so and that's the same exact thing that'll happen you know he was correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't it the ukraine where hunter was on a board for an oil thing and having nothing knowing nothing about oil like yeah he was he was on well he okay so think back folks about the the famous line that Vice President Biden said to Zelensky about uh, about a, an attorney that was their prosecutor a, a prosecutor that was going after Burisma Oil. Yeah, remember what he said, folks? He said, "I'll I'm going to hold two million or whatever, two billion or whatever the hell billions of dollars, was, yeah, billions of dollars in aid if you don't get this guy off Burisma Oil." fire this prosecutor yeah you know because he was looking into the biden's bank account yeah he was starting to and that's corruption and it and it's really weird i think that part of their deal is what's up is down and down is up so every and i've come to this conclusion years ago when whenever you hear a democrat open up your mouth open up their mouth besides the lies that come out well, wait a minute. Everything that comes out of their mouth is a lie. <clears throat> if they're if they're attacking somebody for doing something, they're doing it. They're the ones that are actually doing what they're what they're blaming somebody else for. And I think they've done this for a long time. It's been their game plan forever. That if basically they're saying, you know, um, all you have to do is look at look at Cuomo, you know the the uh, journalist or the even the even the governor you know I saved the world well he didn't save the world somebody else saved the world yeah and they gave him like a he, he killed m- multi-million dollar uh, book advance book you know yeah, exactly like that he's not gonna have to pay back so where do you think that and five people are gonna buy that fucking book so right. where do you think all that money comes from right you know or, or it's like corruption the, like the uh, like, it wasn't, uh, like, some images of, I mean, it's not even like, an, like, Hunter Biden was painting pictures and selling them for, for, for $5 million. Yeah, he was blowing, you know, blowing like he was a, paint on a canvas with a straw. It's not like he was a monkey painting. You know, like, those are famous paintings, some of those elephant paintings and yeah. monkey paintings. And, you know, where, no, he was, no, he was, like, using the straw that he was snorting coke with. And then he was blowing shit all over the all over the 
blowing his paint around the oh, it's ridiculous well yeah and you know what that is that's a way to bribe and pay off oh, somebody absolutely. without absolutely. with and it's it's money laundering essentially like yeah. the, the modern art world is all money laundering you know yeah. it's i I was, this is a story, but before, before I was flying down to uh, uh, Haiti, I flew out of O'Hare, but it was a 4.30 flight, so right. I had to get into the hotel there attached to it the night before. So I got all checked in, and I went down to the bar to get a burger, and uh, this guy uh, comes up and sits down next to me, and he goes, are you going to Dubai? And I'm like, no. He's like, oh, well, I'm going to Dubai. And I'm like, oh, cool. What are you going to do there? And he goes, I'm going to sell this, like, chic some paintings. <clears throat> and he, the pictures that he showed me of the paintings were, like, pretty cool looking, but it's nothing that I would pay big bucks for. Right. Uh, and um, he then he unrolled one of the paintings, and the paint he used because he brought his canvases in the paint he used was like garbage tier paint it it like didn't even look like professional paint you know <laughs> it looked like the finger paint shit you buy at like hobby lobby or whatever you know and it just looked like shit and he's like well he's like well uh you know i you got to go and see these people to get them to buy it and all this and i'm like oh okay well have you sold any no <laughs> it's like what you know so like th this is a way for them to like launder money essentially yeah. is what it is yeah. um yeah yeah he probably was some business guy that just made some secret deal that you know because he got paid off yeah because he's gonna go sell his paintings yeah <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous it, it is truly ridiculous it's listen i i'm ready I'm gonna. I'm ready to start catching atomic bombs. I, mean, I think that. I think that it's done. I mean, as a as a planet, we pretty much have reached the end of the ridiculousness. I mean, even the most even the most uh, uncorrupt people seem to be corrupt. Mm. Everybody's corrupt. Well, except the whole damn planet's corrupt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, it, I, I was listening to I was listening to uh, some supposedly pretty conservative Democrat uh, from I can't even remember where he was from, and they're talking. I mean, he's really condemning what Russia's doing to Ukraine. You know, I mean, he just is really all over him and da da da, da and how you know we've got to really um, work on their oil, work on their oil uh, situation so that they are not getting you know we've got to reduce our consumption so we got to reduce our consumption rather than increase our production yeah. you know because the because the planet <laughs> because you know because the green planet and the global warming thing right we we need to be investing in in electro, uh, uh windmills and and freaking are you nuts <laughs> these guys got their head up their butt so far they must have glass belly buttons because I don't know how the hell they would find their way around. They never get their head out of their ass. Yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, it's um. Well, I mean, and then you know and then there's all these like warmongers that are you know like who's energy independent. France. You know why? Because they got a gazillion and a half little nuclear reactors. 
yeah. that are literally the, they're all the same. They're all the same design model, and they're not like crazy huge, but there's a lot of them. Hmm. You know, and they, and and almost all their electric there is inexpensive. You know, you green weenies. If you want to have uh, you want to be energy independent? Let's start firing up some some reactors again. Well, they just shut one down in Illinois, which is well, they just stupid. Shut, they shut ours down up here. Yeah. yeah. What they shut? Is it Palisades? That's in Michigan yet. No, oh, they. The one uh, there's What's one the over in Illinois that's right by Rockford, that yeah. they just. I think they shut it down, but it's just yeah. dumb. Their electricity was terrible there anyway. Super expensive, you know, the, and I mean. I, I'm I'm really getting uh, not understanding exactly what the hell they think is going to happen when they when everybody's got electric cars. Yeah, where do, where's that fucking electricity going to come from? <laughs> yeah, you know. But natural anyway, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, we don't see natural gas. We don't. You know. I don't know. It's it is crazy. So so I mean, even in their in their condemnation of what Russia's doing. They're still worried about the, you know. Well, I heard I heard somebody else was talking about um, how upset they were with Russia, not about invading, not about invading Ukraine, but they were upset because of all of the pollution that they were spewing while they were moving their tanks and all their equipment into into Ukraine. Hmm. Because it was about the planet. It wasn't about the freaking people in in the Ukraine. Hmm. I, I don't know. I'm pretty impressed with with Zelensky and. And I think that uh, I think that um, Numbnuts, Mr. KGB, has totally lost his marbles. Well, they're um, they're in deep shit right now because the ruble is worth less than one American cent. Yeah. Because they they cut them out of SWIFT and all this other stuff. Like they're in deep doo doo. Um, I my prediction. I I was talking to a buddy of mine on the phone yesterday. Which I I'm not gonna say who it was, but I'm gonna tell you briefly what we talked about. Um, and basically, it's about Americans going to Ukraine and and fighting the Russians. <laughs> but my prediction is that um, Putin gets offed in the next week or two. Yeah, because all those rich oligarchs can't get access yeah. to their money now. Right, and they're and, pissed. And on top of that, you have. You have, I mean, I heard a phone call. I mean, I heard a, 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 somebody read a text message yesterday from a soldier that was in Ukraine, a Russian soldier that was in Ukraine, to his mom. And he was, and it was just before he died. I mean, the guy died. The kid ended up dying because he got blown up or something. Anyways, the, uh, the text message was, Mom, we're not on a training mission like we thought. We're driving into the into Ukraine. We were told that what's that, that clicking? They wanted to be. Oh, that's me. I'm, I'm quit it. I'm dropping dropping a, a thing on the microphone. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> I got a little magnetic play toy here. All right. Anyway, so he was he was saying that, um, you know, we're not going into we're not training. We're we're going into Ukraine. We were told that they wanted us there to to save them, and they're not welcoming us at all. No, they don't really want him there at all. And I'm really and I'm really scared, is what this guy wrote to his mom, and I guess his tank blew up or his transport blew up. Yeah, you well, know. I, well, I, I, the thing is, is like 
it's all well and good that those guys fight their own fucking battles. You know, I don't want anything to do with that war. And if anybody does want something to do with that war, um, Zelensky announced that all you have to do is go to your local Ukrainian consulate and ask to speak to their defense minister and they'll fly you over and they'll give you a gun and you can go fight. So So, all these internet tough guys with, you know, I got this email. Need to go do that. Yesterday. And it says, um, yesterday, President, uh, I'll just, I'll just paraphrase a lot of it. Yeah. Yesterday, Ukrainian President Zelensky called for assistance from foreigners with, with combat experience to help the increasingly dire situation. Um, a volunteer brigade is being established for the liberation of Ukraine. Those wishing to participate will be provided with food, lodging, weapons, and equipment. We will use the same insurgency tactics we learned in Iraq and Afghanistan that the Russians are not yet savvy to. Small unit tactics, complex IED ambushes, accurate mortar fire. We already have a small group, but more the merrier. As of the moment, no financial compensation is available. You will be responsible for your own airfare to Poland or Slovakia. You will be uh, met by a representative um, and and moved to a western Ukrainian city, currently free from Russian occupation. And let's see, what what to bring? Personal military gear, such as backpacks, med kits, and pouches. Additionally, welcome is welding equipment and armorer's tools. Weather currently ranges from 30 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit, so dress accordingly. Um, ITAR still applies, especially in the in European Union countries. What's ITAR? Uh, that's um, about weapons and stuff. Okay. <clears throat> um, let's see. And for those of you who don't want to fight, there's a GoFundMe page set up. Of course there is. Which... Who knows what that means? Maybe is GoFundMe going to take the money and give it to the Russians? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and you you can't you can carry plate carriers without the sappy plate should be fine at customs, but um, you're not supposed to bring your own body armor. Um, so you got to go to your Ukrainian embassy, um, arrive with your documents. You need a uh, Oh, what do you need here? Bring your clothing, gloves. Um, write an application for enlistment in the territorial defense of the armed forces of the Ukraine for military service. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sounds like you're joining up. Yeah, well, but, anybody that wants to, to get involved, j- just go ahead and do that. You just there's the way to do it. Um, you can search. Yep, you yep. can Google that, and I'm sure so you is, can get over there and put your money where your mouth is. So this is um, this is your Rhodesia, guys. <laughs> yeah, this is your Rhodesia. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, it bring it brings back memories. <laughs> yeah, or this this is kind of feeling like the Spanish Civil War. Yeah, but you know what's what's fascinating about this is you've got a guy that's actually threatening to use tactical nukes here now. Yeah, you know, and he is gonna his 
his history shows that when he can't get his own way, he's going to get a temper tantrum and he's going to wipe people out. You know, he expected, and I don't even know how the hell you even come to this conclusion, but he expected the Ukrainians to say, come on aboard, come on in. Yeah, we'd be glad to have you and, and be run by you. Mm-hmm. We want to be part of Russia now. No, that's not what they're saying, and that's never what they've said. They said, we are Ukrainian. We want to be Ukrainian. We share a common tongue. But, and we make good wives, just like the Russians do. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't called for, but, uh, but. I, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them because it because it's really is, uh, it's a dire situation. Yeah, it's no fun. And it's going to get. I mean, I guess there's a bunch of pilots are flying. Uh, Ukrainian pilots are flying jets back from. Poland right now as we speak so I'm pretty sure that the columns are not going to have three foot distance between them anymore because they're going to start getting taken out with in a really bad way <laughs> I mean it's five miles of five miles column and they're three and the bumpers are three feet apart yeah how many how many bombs does it take to wipe out that uh, yeah just bomb the first couple and the last couple and then just have a heyday that's what that road of death in Iraq was about. Yeah, they just blew up the front ones and blew up the back <clears throat> ones, and nobody could do yep. anything, and they just strafed the shit out of it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, can you? I mean, so they already have a fair number of javelins. Yeah, and I got to tell you, there, any of those shoulder-mounted weapons like that, like a javelin or a stinger or they're extremely effective. Oh yeah, and the Russians should know better because the freaking Muj had that in Afghanistan. Yeah, not the ja- not the javelins, but the stingers. Yeah, and you know, and you know what? That took their airplanes and helicopters out of the sky like they were flies. Flies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw uh, the their president was nice enough to provide you with a diagram of where on the tank to throw your Molotov cocktail. and they even had uh one i saw a video of how to drive a stolen russian tank like all of that you know so they're they're organizing i'm I'm really surprised i'm really surprised i mean even elon musk has has put uh has added some um internet provided some internet satellite uh, internet yeah but i'm surprised that that the russians have not shut down the infrastructure in Ukraine yet. Yeah, that's everybody's wondering why Ukraine still has power. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, power internet. I mean, look, phone service. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It doesn't. Something. Something smells fishy to me. I mean, to be honest, I think I honestly think that the that the that the soldiers that are driving shit around over there, the Russian soldiers, I bet you they don't know a whole lot of what's going on. I'll bet you a dollar that they still they still believe that this is an exercise. <laughs> yeah, you know? I don't know. It's it'd be hard for them not to know what's going on. I mean, they have cell phones and internet too. Yeah, I mean they can see it. I know. Uh, um, I had heard that they were signing up youngsters in in Russia 
on the street, mm-hmm. recruiting them, you know, and saying here with a clipboard and here sign this and sign this, sign this here and sign this here, and then, oh by the way, you just enlisted. Uh, so, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I, I don't, I don't think that it, big... I don't think it's going to be a long war again because of the money situation. Right. Well, like I said, I honestly believe. I mean, they're. I mean, they're already. I mean, how? Germany sent them money, or sent them uh, equipment. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sent the Ukraine equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like a whole bunch of private companies have stopped doing business with them, and like they're, you hear they're that? pretty united response. It's actually yeah. pretty surprising to me how many countries right. got on board with saying, "Yeah, you're not doing that." You, did you see the the funniest video I've seen lately? Was a uh, the ship the tender ship that was going to refuel uh, a Russian cargo ship. Mm-mm. Oh my God, it's so funny. It is the funniest thing. He's like, F you. We're not filling you up. And the guy's like, don't bring politics into this. We're running out of fuel. And he's like, then you can just run out of fuel. We don't care. <laughs> he's he, big, car, big cargo ships. They're, they're, so they have companies that, so like you got a giant ship out in the ocean. And you need to be, you need bunker fuel. They call it bunkering. So you would go, another tender would go over there and would give you fuel and they would give you food and they would give you stuff that you can maintain. A lot of times they might bring your mail. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and and those companies are, you know, they're around the big port cities and, and they're pretty, I mean, they're, they're pretty lucrative. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they make a lot of money doing it. So there's a on Facebook there's a video of a I don't know if they're Ukrainian or or what but the Russians calling them and saying, you know, we need bunkering, we need fuel, we need this, we need that and the guy, the guy in the tender's going, "Fuck you." Oh, you can beep that out. <laughs> uh I mean it's it's hilarious. It's really 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 funny. I I would encourage you to look that up and, and watch it it's, it's right. really really funny and they're and it's just like the, the guy in the russian boat is just like beside himself he doesn't even know what to say he's like you know we need this we need, he's like yeah tough <laughs> yeah so call russia <laughs> so the state of the union is tonight oh yeah uh, I wonder what, uh, and what our beloved president is going to say about that right and our convoy the the truckers convoy is now arriving there <laughs> going to clog up DC. Well, you know, okay, let's let's think about this for a second. Put put things in a little bit of perspective. So when the BLM riots of last summer were going on, what what were our people doing and what were the Canadians doing with the government? They were they were praising them. Yeah. Basically, you know, not doing anything. Burning down cities, killing people, you know, mugging people. They were attacking federal buildings. Yeah. Not a a big deal. The Occupy Wall Street thing went on for, you know, or not Occupy Wall Street, but oh, that too. Yeah. The the one out west where they had the Chad Zone, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, Chaz. (laughs) Chaz. Or Chop or whatever. Whatever the hell they called it. Yeah, with their war, they had a warlord. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) so so you so you look at what the canadians just did with the truckers in ottawa and i i mean that's another guy that needs to be ousted well he's gonna get it baby little little fidel yeah he's gonna get it 
I, I had to laugh. I was watching an episode of The Five. I don't know if you ever get yeah, to watch Yeah, Gretchen watches. It's pretty funny. Or listens they're, to they're, their podcast, yeah. anyway. Yep. So they, uh, they, they were implying um, about Little Fidel. <laughs> what, my wife looked at me and said, are they talking about... Um, yeah, and I said, yes. I said... He is supposedly the son of Fidel Castro. They they look identical if you look at no, a picture of that, them next to each other. Right, and and I guess that his wife was or or uh, his mother was uh, really hot on Fidel. <laughs> so she was probably she probably became communist by insertion. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, the uh, it, so this will be interesting to see how he does with the State of the Union. How many times he yeah, kind of stares off say? into I mean, space? What's he gonna say that he's done that's any good? <laughs> like, they they the, the, hey guys, the media spent six months uh, telling us inflation wasn't real, and right. now they're saying, oh, it's real, but it has nothing to do with Biden. <laughs> and right. oh, oil prices don't have it's anything to do war. with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we it's had all, inflation well before this war thing was, and the gas prices were high well before then. It, you know, so it, it's BS, and we're not at war, and we're not going to be at war. And if you want to be at war, get your ass on a plane and go over there and do it yourself. You're not dragging me into this shit. <laughs> oh, it's it's a sad situation. I mean, he's going to stand up there and say, "Fellow Americans, what we have here is a fail failure." communicate <laughs> yeah like on cool hand luke <laughs> yeah it's uh you don't understand you don't understand this is just a mirage you know it's like it's like the jedi mind trick i think that's what they think he's gonna wave his hand in front of the camera and say yeah this isn't inflation well they're terrified not the... right well that's what they did that's what they tried to do for <laughs> like a year and then like Joe Plummer and his nurse wife go to the grocery store and hamburger is $9 a pound, <laughs> you know? And then like, there's all the memes, like remember January 6, 2021. And there's a picture of a gas pump. That's like got $2 gas, <laughs> you yeah, know? And like, yeah, exactly. right. So, you know, it, and there's no way around it. And that stuff hits like normal people. And they're they're not going to sit there and just listen to your fucking excuses. And, and you know what? I mean, the funny part is, most of us are normal people. Yeah, like I mean, that's a, that's a, I mean, we we say that kind of. Well, this is hitting the normal people harder than anybody else. Well, yeah, that that means it's all of us. Well, that what I mean, I heard a number yesterday. They were saying seventy seats in the house are going to flip. Probably without, without even without even trying. Yeah, There's seventy of them that they've already claimed. Yeah, well, the, the 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 when I say regular people, I mean people that um, if they advocate for certain policies, like if you advocate for wokest shit in your school, that's going to hit your kids, right? Right. That that's normal people or people that if they advocate for certain policy policies that lead to inflation or high gas prices or high energy prices, it actually hurts them. Um, people that aren't don't fit in that thing advocate for all these luxury beliefs, you know, because they know they can say, "Oh, I'm for um, 
you know, all this woke blah, 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 and this and that. And because none of the results of those policies will ever hurt them. And it's, it's like a humble brag to be able to say, yeah, I don't fucking care if hamburgers, $8 a pound. I don't eat hamburger. I eat fucking prime beef, you know, and the difference in cost isn't going to hurt me at all. It's so it's like a the, flex is what they're doing. You know what the latest? So I bought uh, <clears throat> mid chili uh, the other day, which I make the finest chili you could ever imagine. <laughs> and I I grabbed a packet that was usually when you sell you sell it by the pound, right? Yeah. Pound a pound of hamburger. Well, rather to rather than give you massive sticker shock with a pound of, with two pounds of hamburger in one package. You now get one pound and three quarters in one package. Oh, so so you don't realize the. It looks know, like two picked, pounds, but it's not. Yeah, I picked yeah. up I picked up two pounds of hamburger, and I I got home and I'm looking at it, and going, "Wow, this isn't even two pounds of hamburger. This is a pound and three quarters." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, ah, "What the heck?" Yeah, you know. So that's the kind of stuff they're doing. They're going to cut the steaks a little bit thinner. Yeah. So that so that they're uh, watch for a like new marketing seven. thing. Uh, thin yeah. cut steaks are better. Yeah. <laughs> like, I fucking yeah, guarantee you, or they're gonna find some part around the asshole of the cow and say like, "Ooh, this is the most delicacy beef, the yeah. most tender. Yeah. You need to buy this." And you know, yeah, like the cheeks, the cheeks, <laughs> the cheeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the pig cheeks. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that they're. I mean, I I feel bad for the grocery people because they're the ones that are. You know they're they're stuck in the middle. I yeah, mean, there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, I mean you can't give away that much money and not figure that this is going to have some kind of effect on everybody. Yeah, you know I mean they gave I mean I don't even three know trillion dollars and I I heard that just in Michigan alone there what was the number of it was like eight billion dollars worth of unemployment fraud just in Michigan alone eight right. billion that's what, and that's what they're claiming because they didn't check on anybody. Yeah. I mean, they basically tossed it out there and said, anybody that can't work can get unemployment. Right. Well, so what, I don't, I don't get it. What, I mean, I heard that, in fact, I heard a lawyer was suing the state because they, um, they were demanding their money back from one of their clients. <laughs> it's like, you know, you got $15,000 in unemployment for a summer because you couldn't work. And, and two years later, they're asking for it back? <laughs> what, what the hell is that? Uh, I mean, like, how is that going to work? That's probably not a good idea. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I It's... The insanity level has reached its peak. And I'm not sure... where. I mean, where else can it go? Mm. I mean... Short of an EMP going off in the middle of the country, what 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 else could go wrong, right now? I mean, you, if they don't take numbnuts out of Russia in short order, they're gonna they're gonna get nuked over there. And and he's and he's threatening anybody that's given them weapons or is involved with this swift banking thing or, you know, I mean he's I can just see him pounding his fist on a table like uh, like freaking uh, Stalin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, well, so uh, yeah. 
Let's see. So Snowman weighed in in the last podcast. Uh, I know yeah. you haven't had a chance to listen to it, but he was talking about one of the things he talked about was um, the modifications to diesel trucks. And I think I know what he's talking about because I didn't even know this was a thing until I owned a diesel, right? I thought yep. you just put gas in them or diesel in yeah. them and yeah, you're you good to go. To Steve. Right. You better be stocking up on death fluid right now. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing. And apparently that only became a thing after 2010. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and well, the, well, no, it, the fluid is more recent than that, but the regeneration system, because my kid's got a diesel too. Uh-huh. But he doesn't have the fluid part of it. Oh, his, I think his is a newer, a little bit newer than 2010. But, but regardless, diesels are so screwed up right now. There's no reason to have one. My diesel is freaking awesome, dude. I love yeah, it. Yeah, you just you you wait, you wait. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> what am I waiting on? Oh, by the okay. way, people, my so, truck finally came. <laughs> so 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 here's the deal. Back in the back in the early 90s, mid 90s, if you bought a diesel truck, the engine la- outlasted the truck. Yeah. Five, you, probably fivefold. Yeah. Probably, usually you expect about 500,000 miles out of exactly. one of them. Current situation with diesels, if you make it to 100,000 miles without, without like a major thing, you're doing pretty well. They're no longer 200,000 mile motors. That would surprise me because it's the same... The reason they were 500,000 mile motors before is that the compression is so much higher and you have to build it so much stronger. That's correct. Yeah. But now they've got all this emission stuff on it that burns burns valves up before their time. It burns exhaust systems out before their time. It burns everything out before their time. Hmm. That, that, That death fluid is not good for anything. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't go into the system itself. It goes into the exhaust. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. There's a little thing in the exhaust that works like a, um, it like your it. water softener would. Yeah, it superheats it. Right, but that's to clean it. That's way past the engine. That doesn't so, touch so the, the minute, engine. So don't ever run that without def fluid. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever run it out because you know why? Hmm. You'll be driving home at five miles an hour. Yeah, there's in limp in limp mode, and it's going to cost you twenty five hundred bucks to get it fixed. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like, um, there's a special in your when you open up the fuel door. There's a thing for diesel fuel, and then there's another little spout for the def, and then right. the, there's How, a gauge that I can see. So this this summer they they're running out of it. How do you say? I was talking to an oil guy the other day that sells oil for in the, to hardware stores and stuff. Yeah. Happened to be in the hardware store when we were we were talking about um, the price of um, well the price of engine oil and the price of bar chain bar oil has gone up quite a bit. Uh-huh. And he said that's this is nothing. He said this summer it's going to be really bad. He said if you've got a diesel truck right now, he said you should be buying and stocking up on def fluid. He said because it won't be available this summer. I was like why? He's like he's like I don't know. He said I'm not sure exactly why it is. He said, but we're already, like, running thin on stuff. Hmm. And he said, and that fluid, for some reason, I don't even know what it is. I mean, is it some kind of a white gas? No, it isn't. It's, it's, you know what it is? It's piss. We'll never run out of piss. Was it? It's urea? Yeah. Like, 
But yeah, I, I just Googled shortage, so I'll get a few extra containers of it. It, it yeah. mine doesn't go through much. I've only gone through like a quarter tank of def fluid since I bought it, and right. so I mean. But there's but but there's no there's no real advantage to having one hmm. having a diesel anymore. I mean, it just sounds cool and it makes a big puff of black smoke when the def fluid goes through it, but. But most people don't won't utilize a diesel the way it should be used, and it, it you, you're not getting any longevity anymore hmm. compared to what you used to have. And and I think I mean that's all about the emission stamp emission stuff. My kid, my youngest boy is he's up on like all of this stuff. I mean it makes my head spin anymore um, when I when I think about uh, you know what diesel trucks used to be like and what. I mean, everybody likes to have a nice soft ride, but that's not the way pickups used to be. I mean, I heard I heard the other day that Ford Motor Company was talking about not making anything but pickup trucks. Oh yeah, you know the um, <laughs> so I heard from somebody that I know that has one of the new F one fifties, and uh, there isn't an exhaust sound. It comes right. it comes through your speakers. <laughs> It's an artificial sound to make it sound like you're driving a, well, a truck. You know what's weird? My sister's got a my sister's got a new 150. Really? And I drove it a couple weeks back, and it's it's unnerving. It shuts off at the lights. Yeah, mine mine doesn't do that. You know, you, you take your foot off the gas and put your foot on the brake, and it and it the engine shuts off. Huh? And then when you take your foot off the brake, it starts back up. Yeah. It's, it's a weird. It's a, kind of unnerving. Yeah, I don't like cars that do that. Um, there's, I, I think there's probably got to be a way that you can disable that, but mm, I don't know. But it, I mean, the diesel will you never. You probably got to be a computer expert. because yeah. you, you open up the hood, you, sh- you can't see anything. Yeah, diesels, you can't do that with diesels. In fact, most of the time, like we went out for breakfast today at this uh, freaking awesome little mom and pop joint close to my house called the Teapot mm-hmm. in Pawpaw. And uh, there is all kinds of diesel pickups in there, and they just leave them running when they go in for their right. breakfast, which right. I don't really understand because I can see why you'd do that if you were worried about it getting cold and having to warm back up. But like mine won't, you, you put your foot on the brake and you press the start button, and it waits up to 45 seconds. The longest it's ever waited for me was 15 seconds. And then it starts because it preheats it um, right. using batteries and things like that. So I'm not sure, like, the whole leaving. I mean, if I'm just going to run into a store for a couple minutes, I'll leave it on. But, like, and I, I never would do that with a, a gasoline car. If you were trying to trying a quick getaway, you'd be in trouble, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'd, you'd rob a bank fif- and run it out. Keep the engine running. Oh, you shut it off. We're going to be sitting here for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it, it only does that the first time I start it up for the day. I'm just... Yeah, because... But I love the thing. Like, it's... It's, it's funny. My wife... Or my, my daughter bought a new car. Uh-huh. And she goes to the gym every night, and she called me... On the way home the other day, it was like the second night she drove her car to the gym, and she said, "You know," she said, "I walk out in the parking lot, and she said I got a brand new car, and I was thinking that I'm looking around, I'm like, this is still the lowest class car in the parking lot. They're all Mercedes, oh Jesus, Audis and Jags and Land Rovers, that kind of stuff." And I said, "Renee, 
I said, you just ran through the, that list of cars, and they're probably about $50,000, $60,000 cars, $70,000 maybe. I said, my buddy just bought a $95,000 pickup truck. $95,000 pickup truck. Not not a, a luxury item. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I guess. It's <laughs> crazy. Totally insane. So we missed you last weekend. Yeah, last, it was. Last weekend was the annual uh, French Farm Lake camping excursion. And did we ever have a blast? Yeah. Um, so Friday night, there was supposed to be a giant windstorm coming through, 30 to 50 mile an hour gusts. So we thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe being right on the water probably isn't the best idea, that campsite that we normally go to. And so what we did was we went up over the crest of the hill. Yeah. That's, that's like away from the lake. Yeah. And into that valley down on the other side. Yeah. And we never even heard the wind blow. Yeah. Yeah. But it was awesome. Yeah. That See, that's the nice thing about Michigan that you don't get in places like plain states is that if if you want to get out of the wind you can get out of the wind right you know whereas like try that in iowa it, it just doesn't work you know right. it, my everybody was laughing when i said that you know in the winter it's like 40 mile an hour wind all the time that's really true that's not an exaggeration you know <clears throat> and it's it, it just blows and blows and blows and in fact if you read accounts of the early settlers when they'd go out to the plains and build their soddies, uh, a lot of people went crazy just because of the wind noise, because right. it blows all the damn time. Same same thing with like, you know, flatter places like South Dakota, um, and well, I don't know if you've ever driven I ninety out to the Black Hills, oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. it's it's insane amounts of wind on that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how those guys ride their bikes out to Sturgis in that, although um, a lot of them, a lot of them trailer them. Yeah, because <laughs> they stop in three towns over and park. Yeah, exactly. Ride the rest of the way. No, the the um, uh, so you know a lot of people ask me about winter camping, and and they're generally afraid of it. Uh, most generally, people are afraid to go winter camping. They're afraid they're going to get cold. They're afraid, you know. And I and I tell it's like, it's like vacation, in in the way that this is what you're doing. Hmm. You eat. You get firewood. You make a campfire. You drink. You smoke cigars. You eat. You drink. You smoke cigars. You gather firewood, and you get nine hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you get up the next day and you start all over. Yeah. Um. Man, we had a we had a um, one of the guys brought uh, a breakfast casserole. What was in and it? I, and I was like, a breakfast casserole? What the heck? I've never even heard of a. Breakfast no, yeah, casserole. they're great, man. So he 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 said that like two nights before he was ready to go, he was like, I got to make a breakfast casserole. He said, I don't even know what the hell <laughs> what that is. <laughs> I started laughing. So what he did was he made sausage gravy and sausage. Yeah. He made, um, he took hash browns. Yeah. 
covered that with sausage gravy and sausage, took boiled eggs, sliced boiled eggs up, mm-hmm. put that in, put more sausage gravy over that and more hash browns over that. Hmm. And it was, so everything was already pre-cooked. Yeah. So all you had to do was just warm it up and then you put it in a big tray. Yeah. And, and in the morning we put it on top of the wood stove and heated it up while, you know, while everybody was getting dressed and stuff and man, oh man, was that ever good? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just like, it was just like, wow, I can't. I, I can't, can't believe, believe how good this is. I can't believe. Well, I guess it's Michigan doesn't have a lot of the foods that other Midwestern states have. Like right. people up here aren't like super huge on casseroles, but well, right, you know. Well, you know, and it's funny. We did a, we did a. Um, I, I belong to a Polish church. The the it's a Polish parish. Our stations of the cross are in Polish. And, nice. So, um, and and I have a. I have Polish heritage. So, I have, um, uh, I make pierogies. Yeah. Okay. My grandma made pierogies, and their church used to make pierogies and sell them. Yeah. And so, a couple years ago, I said, uh, before COVID, I said, you know, I said, we should do a pierogi sale. And everybody kind of looked at me kind of funny. And I didn't realize that that was like a, it was like, Poor folk. The same people calling both of us. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like poor folk food. Um. Well, it's like tamales, you know. Like like it was like city food. Like people that are not on a farm, and and if you look, if you think about it, you know, people that live in the city don't have access to the kinds of meats and and chicken that we have and fish that we have in farmland. Yeah. You know, typically farmers, no matter what, how the how the how bad everything is uh, economically, they never starved. I mean, my my dad. Unless you were a farmer in Russia, the kulaks, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the holodomor, a shitty farmer. But for the but for the most part, like in, in in America during the depression, farmers were the only ones that had food. Yeah, you know, they if you lived in the city, you were scrounging. You you couldn't afford to buy food. Yeah, it was that bad. Well, farmers grew it all, and then they sell the you know whatever. And my my dad used to say that all the time. He said we didn't have any, we had no money. He said none whatsoever. And he he was born in twenty seven, so literally didn't know anything but the the depression. Yeah. So he didn't know what it was like before the depression, and he didn't know, and he never realized the depression ended until after the war was done when he came back from from the, the Marine Corps. So he would say constantly that, you know, he didn't know that there was anything. He didn't know there was people suffering. He didn't know any of that stuff was going on. He just knew that they had people coming to their house all the time asking for food. Huh. You know, yeah, and, hobos you know, and such. Whole family and whole, well, whole family. Yeah, and they'd go and split wood and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I do some work, you know, for, yeah. for a meal or something for feed my kids? So... Um, so when we proposed this pierogi sale, you know, we have a lot of Polish people in our in our uh, in our parish. So I was asking some of the older ladies if if they want to help make them, and they were all looking at me like, well, "We don't know how to make those. <laughs> we never ate. We never ate those." <laughs> and I was like, "You mean you never? No, no. We had we ate potatoes. We had we had you know we had vegetables. We had meat. We didn't." We didn't eat that. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and so it was, they were all, and they're all farm, they were all farmers. They all grew up in yeah. farms. And that was why. You know, it's like um, another another thing like that that I can remember growing up was what, what they called city chicken, which at the time was pork and veal and and uh, and side pork, mm-hmm. pork belly, which at that time were all really inexpensive pieces of meat. I mean, veal was like nothing. It was garbage. Hmm. Well, now it's a little different. You can't even hardly afford to buy veal, but... But the, you know, they would make that. They would make mock chicken out of it, mm-hmm. and because apparently chicken was oh yeah, hard to come by chicken was crazy was, money. Yeah, nobody would eat room. a chicken because right, they get eggs. Right, yeah, it's a it's renewable food. All you have to do is right. chuck some shitty grain down, and you yep. get protein. Yep. So so little things like that that you know it's like this realization that you know some of the things that we like and we look at as a as a uh, kind of one of those like ethnic foods, we don't really understand why they they ate those foods. We just know that we like them. Yeah. And I think that that was a that was a big eye opening thing to me was was uh, was that pierogies were were basically a city food and not so much a uh, not so much a Duke don't be barking not so much you know widely uh, eaten. Hmm. But. Yeah, so uh, speaking of uh, gardening, uh, are you going to have a garden this year? I think so. You better, I think so. You better, if you're going to go from seed, you better plant them now. Yeah. Yeah. To, we still got like today, two feet of snow. On well, yeah, but you plant them inside. So yeah. just for people that want to do this, it's fun. When I was a kid, we we had like an acre garden every year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was a lot of fun for me to take care of that but um back then this is like in the 80s you didn't just go to the store and buy like a bean plant and then plant the bean plant right you had to buy the seeds right and so um and uh that's that's what i'm doing this year i have uh today well I, i need to do some more this afternoon after we're done with this podcast but i planted uh this morning i planted um a uh, bunch of different peppers. So I have peppers from Guiana, Tiger's Tooth, and Weary Weary. Do you, do you have a big garden spot already? Yeah, yeah. And we're going to, our landscaper guy that does our lawn and plows mm-hmm. the driveway, uh, we're going to have him help us build some raised beds because there's a, there's a big spot out there, um, and I'm going to fill it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be crazy because I planted uh, two peppers, two different kinds of peppers from uh, Guiana, um, two different kinds from Peru, and then uh, let's see, what else am I planting? I put up some okra, Uh, I put up some hatch green chilies, and some jalapenos, and a pimento. Uh, So uh, multiples of those, and you know, if if I don't have room to grow them all then i'll i'll give the started plants to people that want them but yeah yeah, and then i'm gonna do we're gonna do tomatoes and a bunch of other kinds of vegetables so this afternoon i'm gonna do the tomatoes we're doing uh beef steak and uh, i have some tomato seeds from uh bulgaria that my friend uh gave me that make pretty good Mm -hmm. tomatoes but 
they don't yield very much, but what you get are huge ass tomatoes, like monstrous. But they you don't get many tomatoes per plant. But anyway, I'm gonna put all that stuff up today, and uh, yeah, it should be by the time it's time to plant Mother's Day, um, we should have some really hardy seedlings to. So you don't, the you don't have any snow on the ground right now? We have a little, but it's just patches here and there. Yeah. Yeah. But Yeah, see we're I think we're twenty I think we're twenty seven degrees right now. Yeah, well you don't do it outside, you do it indoors. Right. Um right. And no, I, I just get one of these I say that you're like you're you're probably a month ahead of us right now. Yeah, maybe. I'll bet you. Nah, probably a couple weeks. Because usually, usually you're a couple weeks ahead of us when winter's coming on. Mm-hmm. You guys are a couple weeks colder than us, and we're probably a couple weeks Although ahead of you for my spring. Vet, my vet just told me uh, yesterday that her horses are shedding like crazy right now, so she's thinking that it's going to be an early spring. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I, I don't. It shouldn't be as warm as it is here because it's only March first. Right. Um, but we'll see. You know, sometimes. Sometimes it'll surprise you and you'll get a couple big storms in March and April. But if, yeah. if people want to do this um, plant your own seeds thing, it's easy. You just go and you get one of those seed trays that has the little pellets in it and you water it and those little pellets fill up your seed things and then you just plant your seeds in there. And if you're planting peppers, you want to get one of those little heat mats or like 10 bucks. You plug that in, put your things on there. And I've got a really good um, LED light that will keep them from getting leggy, you know, that'll make a nice healthy plant. But, you know, some people try to do it by a window, but I'd recommend if you were going to do it to get some sort of an LED um, lamp that's got some decent power to it. You can go down to the growth, you can go down to the... Uh to the resale shops probably and buy all kinds of grow lights <laughs> oh really <laughs> i suppose yeah yeah well like pawn sh- pawn stores all yeah, those because uh, because that for some reason everybody stopped growing pot and everybody's commercial now yeah so you just go down to the pot store and buy it oh and yeah there's a there's a ton of them in kalamazoo they're like everywhere mm-hmm. um but yeah i remember right when michigan first legalized it uh there was a lot of that that went on and um but yeah i suppose that now people are getting out of it because it's easier just to buy it right right exactly but uh yeah and my dog uh for a while um grew dreadlocks and was acting stupid and (laughs) i had to uh i had to put her on a leash for that every time I, i go to the hardware store and i bring duke with me i uh We'll, we'll walk through the store, you know, quite a bit, you know, and let him sniff around and stuff and try and, you know, get him acclimated to people. And and uh, we'll stand there at the counter and talk for a little bit, you know, and then uh, when I'm leaving, I'll say, oh, and your store is drug free. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yes, is that the witness free. protection guy up there? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, hey, you know what I ran across in the gun store the other day, and I, I should call him up and buy it. Do you ever see a fully automatic BB gun? Yeah, those Tip, those are freaking awesome. Makes, Tipman makes a fully automatic belt-fed pellet gun, twenty-two caliber pellet gun, 
that shoots 13 rounds per second. That'd be at fun. 700 and 780 foot per second. Yeah, that's squirrels would not have a chance. No, God, you'd you'd vaporize them. <laughs> that's like that's like that's almost as isn't that almost the speed of a twenty two? Like a twenty two. Oh, one? seven. Um, so it's no a twenty two um is over a thousand, but it's still. Well, though no, they but they make this they make subsonic. Yeah, so it'd be a too long. I think. Yeah, is, so speed of sound is right around um. Speed of sound is right around 700 uh, feet per second, um, depending on your altitude and things like that. But so yeah, it'd be sub. It's probably still going to be subsonic, but but that's plenty. I mean, if if you hit something with a 22 caliber pellet traveling 700 feet per second, they're fucking dead. Especially if you hit them with 13 of them. <laughs> That's only in one second. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine getting hit by that? No. You'd be like, I don't think, I don't think that would go into your through your bones. I don't think you could do. I mean, if you get hit in the eyeball, yeah, that's. Uh, I, might. I think if you got hit in the in the face, I don't think it, you know, or in the cheek or in the, you know, it might go through your cheekbone or something. But I don't think it would do. It. I. I don't think it would be would hit you hard enough to do any damage to your vitals. Um, uh, I wouldn't want to test it. But 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 even it would be like in your skin. You'd be like picking out, picking out pellets. Oh, it'd out go of your skin. it'd go pretty deep into your skin. I've I've dug pellets out of people from those uh, Daisy eight eighties that are you know an inch deep or so. Really? Yeah. I that's nothing I would monkey with. Like <laughs> that sounds fun. Doesn't it? Though? Yeah. So a long rifle is. At muzzle velocity is about uh, 1260, yeah, thousand feet per second, yeah, something like that. Um, and at 50 at 50 yards, it's about I don't know, reduces by a couple hundred feet per second. So let's look at uh, let's see if I can find longs or. So I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, uh, you know, a full auto, full auto. Uh, um, Pellet gun. <laughs> yeah, that'd and, be fun. Uh, yep. You could have a blast with that, like set up a bunch of pop cans and just reenact like some gangster movie <laughs> from the thirties. <laughs> yep. Yep. That would be they would be a lot of fun. Twenty two long ballistics. Long rifle, long ballistics gun data. So they're eight ninety eight. 22 longs or 898, so shorts would be, shorts would probably be in that realm. Yeah, so you can, I, for a while I was shooting subsonic um, 22 ammo um, because there was a pest problem that I had to take mm -hmm. care of. Uh, and uh, it, basically it's a 22 short case with a really long bullet on it. So it's, it's shooting less powder with a heavier thing. Um yeah, and then then there's the there's like the CCI ones that are like super hopped up, the stingers, I oh, think. CB caps. Well, yeah, but they have they have another one that's even less than a than a um, than a 22 short and they're called CB caps. Okay. So they don't probably and, put any powder in there. It's just Yeah, hardly hardly at all. I think it's just a primer and a bullet. Yeah. 
And they're real quiet. Yeah. <laughs> they're really, really, really quiet. Yeah, so 22 longs are 898. <laughs> 17, uh, 17 Hornady Magnum Rimfire, 2483. Yeah, wow. that's a... Those are ridiculous farmant rifles. Seventeen a seventeen Remington is forty one forty five. Look up two oh six Ruger. You want to talk about stupid flat shooting round. Two oh six Ruger. Yeah. Of course they don't have anything on this. Two oh four. Yeah, two oh four. My bad. Yeah. Okay. It's looking at. Well, anyway, that that kind of took oh, over the thirty nine thirty five. Yeah, that it's very very flat shooting. That kind of took over the prairie dog world for for a long time. Two twenty three was good, and then twenty two two fifty kind of became the go to, and then now the two hundred four Ruger is just blows them both out of the water. I've shot all three, and that two hundred four Ruger is stupid. Stupid accurate. No, my cousin has one. He's got, I've got that Savage Model 110 with the fully mm -hmm. fluted free floating bull barrel mm -hmm. um, chambered in 223 that I used um, for a long, t long time. I haven't shot it in a while, but, um, and then he has the exact same uh, firearm, only it's chambered in 204 Ruger. And it's just stupid fast, like, and so flat shooting. But anyway, so um, then he, the, the snowman also had another question um, about uh, first aid and like what's a good source for that. It, well, you know, and then I've seen like, like schooling. Yeah, or? like training and stuff like that. And I mean, I think the first thing to do is take like the basic life-saving course through the American Red Cross um, BLS um, because mm -hmm. that is going to cover most of the shit that you're you're ever going to see um, that you're actually going to be able to do anything about without super real medical <clears throat> training but you know, it's, it was funny that if you if you grab an old um, Boy Scout handbook there's a first aid section in there that's actually pretty yeah pretty well done yeah i i have it it's and they show you how to do a bunch of different things and yep, how to take yep. care of stuff and but yep. the um beyond that uh, like he was talking about stuff like more serious like trauma type injuries and the sad news is is that th like most people are gonna die well and not just that but that getting training in something like that and knowing when to apply it and knowing what to do in a variety of different situations it isn't isn't something that you can just learn in a weekend right you know there is there is uh there are books available um when we did that survival uh um show down with the blade show a couple years back um there was a uh a doctor and a nurse practitioner that were doing um, prepper medicine, I guess. Okay. What, what they kind of called it. Um, hang on a second. It was uh, 
it was Nurse Amy was her name. I'm going to look it up, though. Nurse Amy. Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. You can find some stuff on YouTube for them. And uh, they were, uh, they were, they, they did things like would teach you how to stitch stuff up um, for for cuts, uh, that kind of stuff. And, uh, uh, nobody's gonna fucking sit still <laughs> while you're stitching them up, unless you've got lidocaine. And to have lidocaine and be able to use it is uh, prescription dude, my medication. Wife stitches me up all the time. I shouldn't even say that out loud. Well, but at any rate, without access to <laughs> lidocaine like you're gonna get you're gonna get one poke on somebody and they're gonna be like yeah fuck that (laughs) like it's very very painful she just put five stitches in my hand the other day well about three four months ago it's extremely painful to do that without lidocaine she put six she put six i think it was six stitches and like i said she's probably gonna kill me if she heard me say this out, out loud but there was no drugs involved and um i had I have suture kits, so it's, yeah. not, it's not hers. But they're they have just a tiny needle, and I don't even know what size it is. And she always says the same thing: um, you should go to the hospital and get this stitched up, or go to the ER and get this stitched up. And I'll say, no, just stitch it up. <laughs> and she'll say, I don't have any lidocaine. This is the this is the conversation. Yeah. Was, this has happened like four times, five times now. She'll say, I don't have any lidocaine. I don't have anything to numb it. You're going to hate me for this. And I said, no, just stitch it up. You'll be fine. And she's like, are you sure? I don't have any lidocaine. Yep, I'm fine. Do it. And after we're done, she'll say, I can't believe you. You didn't move. Yeah, but most people are not going to fucking put up with that. You're going to stick them one time. And you, it's, it, you'll be you know, lucky like, to get like one stitch shots. in. It's like getting shots. No, it's different. It's like getting a shot. It's different because it. To, yeah, it is because to do it right, you have to pull things and oh, grab yeah. things, yeah, I, and I and no, all of that hurts. I have no scars. I have no scars on. The, uh, the, you know what's funny? The only scar that I have on from stitches is not a scar on the skin but I had stitches uh, this is years ago and he had to put stitches on the inside under, oh yeah under the skin. yeah and uh, he thought he had dissolving thread oh and it wasn't and <laughs> yeah so now I have now I have stitches underneath my skin that you can see yeah and it was kind of funny but but I think, to be honest, I thought, and he numbed that before he did it, and I thought that that hurt worse than the stitches that I get. Yeah, the, the numbing the numbing part, um, lidocaine burns. You can buffer it with uh, sodium bicarb, but it's only so effective, and it if you add that, it kind of fucks with the effectiveness of the lidocaine. So, I mean... It, it is painful to get lidocaine injected, no doubt, but like if you've got some big laceration that's going to involve, you know, grabbing things with forceps and right. pulling, pulling it. it and stuff, like you're not going to fucking sit still for that. I'm pretty sure that if I had a cut that was more than several inches wide or long, um, I probably would. Yeah, seriously, it's... But literally, the the 
inch long or inch and a half long thing that I get. I, I usually get it on my hand, somewhere on my hand. Yeah. Um, I mean, as long as it's not involving nerves or anything like that, um, I'll just have her stitch it. All right. So, so it, it you know. So, so nurse Amy, Doctor Bones, and nurse Amy, they do they do a a, a series of YouTube videos. And they're pretty interesting people. I they uh, they're into the survival medicine thing, so you can kind of take that for. I mean, you know, we're kind of lucky that we have we have people with medical knowledge in our midst. Yeah. So it's so we don't. I don't think about that kind of stuff very much. Yeah. Um, but I know it is a big issue. You know, with 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 uh, with with people that are trying to do prepping type stuff. Um, <coughs> okay, I have a okay, you can do this, okay? If you if you really want a good excellent um source for um you know, survival type medicine, all right? You're going to pay. Um mm -hmm. but it's excellent training. And what you need to do is you need to go to a course uh, put on by the Wilderness Medi Medicine Society. And I've, I've gone to their course out in uh, Montana there. Uh, and that's real training. And that you get into the real trauma, what to do, the type of stuff that this guy wants to know. But. Right. It, like broken bones really, everything you know, every every splinting broken bones that stuff. how to deal with lacerations how to deal with different infections how to deal with altitude sickness how to deal with snake bites like burns common stuff right so mm -hmm. if if you want to if you're willing to pay for it um the course isn't that bad i think it was like 1400 bucks but you know you're going to have to have lodging which is not going to be cheap you're going to have to fly um, but they they do them all over the place. So, but I went to the one in Montana, and if if you want a recommendation of a good course, that's the one. Um, but you know, not everybody's gonna want to pay that. Right, right. Um. So the the other thing is is like I thought we'd do a quick segment, and people can send in. Um, it's it's better for me if people ask a specific scenario question, how I would handle it, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna start with the first one. And this, this probably happened at your house, it's happened at my house. Literally everybody I know that's had kids has had this happen, okay? You've got a two-year-old uh, that's mm -hmm. up walking around and uh, you've got some boiling water or something on the stove and they reach up and grab it and dump it down themselves. Ah! Uh, literally everybody I know has had that happen at some point in their family. And if it hasn't happened to one of your kids, it, it may happen to you, you know someday. Someone. Okay. Yeah, you know right. So, so here's how you handle that. Okay. So the, the, the principle is number one, stop the burning. Right. So, Strip them buck-assed naked as quickly as you can to get the, the 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 hot, you know, boiling shit off of them, and then put them into. And hopefully, and hopefully it's not cheese. Right. Well, and then put them into a cold shower, right away, 
and then um, that way anything that's still hot gets cooled off and you minimize the um, tissue damage because of that uh, well and you know I just had a I, I now am doing tons and tons of burns and I just had somebody that didn't follow that advice that dumped a whole pot of chicken noodle soup on themselves and that led to third degree burns because they didn't you got to get it off you know and so get them naked get them into a shower cool them down get them to the hospital what what temperature of water actually 140 140 will actually turn your skin yeah so and the reason i know that is um uh again my brother-in-law he works in um hvac uh, he runs the HVAC for a big, huge hog processing plant, and they have to have um, 140 is like their thing. Like if they have water and a thing, and it's over 140, has to be treated a certain way versus mm-hmm. others. Well, so and then the other reason I know that is your standard water heater will not burn you unless you like crank it. Right. You know, it's well. The, re- the reason I ask is when I was a little kid. We had friends of ours that their that the, her parents were fighting, and they were and mom was drawing some water or dad was drawing some water. I don't even know who, who was responsible, but they didn't turn on the cold water; they just put on the hot water. Mm. And um, they're and the mom and dad are fighting, and they picked up the little girl and they set her down in the tub, and her ankles got like like the tops of her feet to her ankles just above her yeah. ankles were scalded and scarred yeah yeah and, and it's their water heater was too hot well back then it was no nobody yeah well there was not there was not a published thing everybody it, right we just would touch the water with our hands and yeah you know you wouldn't but they didn't do that yeah and uh and so she she did have some horrific scars on her feet because of that yeah and i was curious as to how hot water has to be to do damage i think it's i i mean don't quote me but the number that sticks in my head is 140 but anyway so and you see you see those burns even now but it's in uh multi-unit housing so apartment complexes the reason why is that you have um six families in this housing comp or however many and they have one water heater and they run the hot water out really quick because they didn't buy a big enough water heater. And so uh, they complain to the landlord, and the landlord just cranks up the uh, water heater all the way so that they'll have to dilute it. But right. then what happens is the exact situation that you just described. You know, right. they're not careful, they don't check, and they put their kid in it, and they get burnt. You know, yeah. so that's where you well, see I know that. that. And like I said, it was a... It was a it clearly wasn't done on purpose, but it was, it was a tragic. Yeah. Well, the ones, anyways. the ones that are done on purpose, what happens is the kid immediately picks their feet up and then the parents um, sit them down. So they, they get their feet and their butt and stuff in that area. That's called a dipping injury. And I've seen that. In fact, I've, I've seen it in the last six months. Um, wow. Yeah. But that's, they do that. Um, there are certain elements within 
our culture that use that as a punishment, and sometimes it goes a little too far. Sad. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, I can tell you that the people that do that, they get wrath. <laughs> because yep. people like me have to take care of it. And, uh, you know, if you, if you hurt a kid intentionally, I'm going to nuke you. And yeah. if, if, if they ever ask me to go to the, you know, testify. Mm -hmm. So, and you will get nuked if you do that. <laughs> so there are major consequences for people you. doing that. You. There should be, there should, I mean, yeah, I can't get my head wrapped around people hurting little kids. No. Doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me? I don't. I could never do that. Yeah, but there's if if people do that, they are fucked. At yeah. least in this country. I can't even. I I can't imagine anybody doing that in front of me. That's for sure. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, he had a. So that's. So there's segment one of uh, what to do. Okay, so Jim is now holding up a uh, looks like a Colt. Nope. What is it? This is a Smith & Wesson Model 29. Oh, the 44 with, what's the grip material? Uh, it's just Smith & Wesson. I think it's probably, probably Ivory Micarta or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so, I got this holster. Yeah. And not so much, the holster excites me a little more than the, the pistol excites me. But the holster is kind of really cool. This is a this is an Alfonso's from Hollywood. Oh, that's that guy that makes those leather jackets that are crazy. They make the, the this company probably makes the finest uh, the finest holsters in the world. They they were the ones that made all of their fast draw rigs for back in the day when that was a big yeah that was a uh, like like Sammy Davis Jr. yeah yeah and all these guys were doing fast draw stuff. They did all of the holsters for those, and all, and they they do a phenomenal job. I and and if you buy a holster today, I don't know what the story is, but none of the holsters that you buy today are this good. Ah man, I have I some Galco. Care. If you pay the the premium for the Galco stuff, like dude, when you see this holster, you're gonna go. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> there, there a, it looks about like a, what I, mine might. But I don't I don't buy the I don't buy the discount Galco. Like I'm gonna buy one holster and I buy the real one, but that does look right. sharp. I like that. I mean, it's it's a flap holster. The, yeah. The, it this is an old, an older holster. Yeah. And uh, and it's just cool. Yeah, but that's you know nice. What? And it's kind of funny, but I forgot how. Now, when I was young, I carried a 1911 all the time. Yeah. Full size, full frame. 1911 all the time and I would and I would be able to hide it in a pair of shorts with a t-shirt <laughs> they just thought you, know? you were really happy to see them <laughs> yeah no I, I used to have a um I mean it was kind of funny because back in the day I had like a like a 20 like my hips were like 28 inches yeah 29 inches something like that I mean I had jeans that were 29 32s and I could I could go and wear 30. 32s and put a 1911 inside my waistband. Yeah. And put it covered up with a t-shirt. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> um <laughs> and I don't know. I know a lot of people my age that can. But 
But it was funny because I, I've been carrying a Glock for probably the past five years, I guess. A Glock, uh, whatever that is, 43. Yeah, that's that's my favorite, Glock 43. And and when you, when you carry that size gun for that length of time, and then you strap a freaking Model 29 <laughs> in your waist. Yeah. You're like, holy crap. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of weight. Yeah, there. yeah. You know, and you well, and they're bulky. Giant like giant web belt. Yeah, they're bulky. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, I don't know how you could conceal. Well, you could, I suppose, I probably could put that in a shoulder holster. holster. That's, yeah, I've got a Galco shoulder holster for my Colt. Um, but but I don't know. Now, you have a Python? Uh, Anaconda. Anaconda. The 44. So 44? Yeah. You don't see very many of those. Um, one of the things that uh, Corey said the other day when he took, he, Got his chief's job. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a chief of police now in uh, in a little town, and he said one of the first thing that went through his mind was he wanted to go get a Colt Python. <laughs> they're, I heard they're making them again now. Yeah. Yeah, but to buy an no, actual probably, Colt Python is like five grand though, like one yeah. of the old school ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so it is it is kind of funny because it, uh, you know, like I've got a I've got a couple other revolvers that I really like. And would like to start carrying them again, but man, I tell you what, you get spoiled. There's a you get air, spoiled. Yeah, it's air, real easy. To get I spoiled. have a a 38 airweight J frame yeah. that I really like. Um, that's really nice. Um, that one yeah, is I, okay on an ankle, like yeah, ankle holster. I have, I have that. On, I have an ankle holster for that, and then I have a I actually have a high rise uh, belt holster that works pretty well. Hmm. Yeah. For that, but but it is kind of funny, you know. You start <laughs> you start getting a little bit older, and pants fit a little bit tighter. Well, and but my whole <laughs> my whole point has always been like, uh, everybody's like, well, why do you like uh, Glock forty three? And I'm like, because I'll actually carry it. Right. You know, I'm not. I love the nine nineteen elevens. In fact, there's one. I'll sh- I should show you this. Give me two seconds. So this is the um, Springfield Armory uh, mil spec, nineteen eleven. Yeah, cool. yeah, I yeah. I really like, I it's it and it's accurate and I really like it. But the thing is, it's so damn my, heavy. You know, it's like five pounds. My, did I ever show you my my uh, Springfield? Uh huh. I know this is not this is not vision, but. It's a shame that oh the, yeah we this. talked about that on the podcast uh, last time so he's got the 1911 AI in 45 and it's got this big thick ass compensator on it yeah that's nice uh, and it's got a um, polished uh, steel um, slide and then the the frame is still um, nickel silver see that yeah and the compensator is polished too I don't I'm not hearing you Oh, you can't hear me? Check, yep, check, check. Working. Yeah. Yep, now it's working. That's the. I don't know what the hell that was about. That was kind of weird. So, so anyway. Yeah. So I I described it to him. Um, it's beautiful. I'd like to shoot that yeah. and see what that compensator does for you. 
So that's a that's a Springfield. Yeah, I know. It's the same exact pistol I have, only way fancier yeah. than mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to shoot that. Yeah. We'll have to take you out and shoot that. You'll you'll like that. That's a freaking badass gun. Yeah. And actually, what it does is it stops the muzzle flip. Yeah, I'd like to see that. It, I've it never reduces, shot a it reduces it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I've never shot a um a a gun with a compensator on it before. Mm-hmm. I'll have to bring up my. A, uh, it's official, officially shooting at bowling pins. Yeah, <laughs> we, I'll have to bring up my thirty thirty and my forty five seventy. Oh yeah, and we'll bust some stuff up with that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, that sounds like fun. It's getting to the point where we may be shooting in like a real war here. <laughs> no, we're not. Not this homebre. <laughs> Anybody that wants Never to know. do that, the invitation has been sent. Leave me out of it. Yeah, but never know. But uh, anyway, uh, trying to think what else. Um, oh, uh, you know Brian, our yep. our Brian. Yep, yep. Uh, so he uh, posed a very in interesting um, question. He posed in the nude. No, no, no. He posed a very interesting question that about has led to me um, doing something kind of crazy this weekend. Um, so, you know, uh, Smokey and the Bandit, right? And I think the reason he thought of this is because Snowman was on the last episode. Uh, Uh so there's a scene where, uh, uh, Burt Reynolds is sitting at a counter in a little choke and puke, um, restaurant and Jackie Gleason comes in, uh, and he's like, uh, I'll take a uh, Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper and make it fast. I've, uh, you know, rants and stuff. And then he calls out the door to Junior and he goes, Junior, what do you want? And he goes, how about some hush puppies, Daddy? He goes, we ain't got time for that. And all this, and he's like ranting and raving, and then he took off. Well, so Brian's like, well, what's a Diablo sandwich? Hmm. Uh it's a real thing. Right. And the restaurant they served it at still exists. Ooh. Um, and I know somebody who's going to that restaurant this weekend to have a Diablo sandwich. Ah. And uh, I'm going to make a YouTube video with what it is. I you talking about Atlanta, Michigan. No, no, no. Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a, hike, there's a really cool hike down there that I've always wanted to do that I'm going to go do. Uh, but anyway, so I've done a little bit of research. The Diablo sandwich wasn't on the menu at the time. Um, it was kind of a thing that Jackie Gleason just added in, like ad lib or whatever. And they came up with it after Yeah, that. and it's basically, it's a pulled pork sandwich that has their usual barbecue sauce on it, but it's got added hot sauce, so it's spicier. Because I, I, I um, contacted the restaurant, of course, uh, but I, I just want to have a picture of one and I want to see what their sauce tastes like so I can put up a video on how to do it. Because what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll clone their barbecue sauce. I'll bring a little sample mm-hmm. back and I'll clone that and uh, should be good to go. Um, so so that's, a, that's about a uh, 12 hour drive for you, right? Yeah, I'm not driving. Oh, you're flying down? Oh, yeah. Uh, I found a really, really, really cheap flight 
uh, in a really, really, really cheap hotel. Um, but I splurged on the car. <laughs> I, I rented a, uh, a Dodge Challenger. <laughs> if you want to wait for the following weekend, I, I would. I could go. I can't. But this weekend, I can't go. Yeah, I can't. I can't I go got, the next weekend. Uh, I have got. Uh, big deal down in Detroit I gotta go to on Saturday and Friday we've got our we're installing a new bishop in our diocese Ooh, that's kind of a big deal it's a big deal so we we gotta go to that oh excuse me we've got to go to that tomorrow is Ash Wednesday for all you people any any women that are listening in on this that are looking for a good Catholic man tomorrow God marks them all yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) what you should what do you do you give up stuff for Lent? Some you you can do a couple different things. You can give stuff up for Lent, or you can actually add stuff to your life for Lent. Okay. So, like, if you wanted to do, like, some work in a, in a food, uh, you know, like pantry a, or whatever, pantry or something like that, you can do that. Um, I haven't fully decided what I'm going to do yet this year. If I'm going to give something up or add something to me. Um, a lot. Most of the time, I give stuff up, which you know, yeah, it's difficult. You know, you're supposed to be like like tomorrow. I'll fast um, for the day, and Friday, and you, you, the two official days that we're supposed to fast is Good Friday and and Ash Wednesday. Okay, and. Uh, so, is that like sunrise to sunset type thing, or is it yeah, like twenty four yeah. hours? No, it's it's sunrise to sunset. All right, and it's and it's interesting because it, the Muslims when they fast are like that too. Yeah, They're sunrise to sunset, but after sunset they eat like hot. <laughs> um, but you know, some some fasts are you know I, I think officially you have you you can only eat two meals that are the size of like a half of a regular meal. So like you're basically, you can have one meal during the day, but it's split in two. Okay. That's, that's like, that's considered fasting for this (laughs) as opposed to not eating anything. Yeah. Just drinking water, whatever. Um, Okay. I got a challenge for you. I'm not Catholic, but if you give it up, I'll give it up. What's that? Alcohol. Hmm. I could probably do that. All right. I could probably do that. Yeah. Uh, and I I need to... Anyway, I mean, I don't drink very much, but it's... But when it's, you do... Well, <laughs> I, I have been known to, because I it's such a seldom thing to yeah. get a little stupid, but um, yeah. the uh, it's empty calories, and I need, to, yeah. I need to lose a little bit of weight. You're pounding out, are you? I'm, I'm not any... I, I mean, I'm at a comfortable weight, but I'd like to be lighter. And I, like I gave up, uh, I gave up red meat for a, a long time, but I, my freaking family revolted on me. I yeah, you, you want to know what's like, the, the way to do it is to just control the calories that you're putting in your gullet, you know. And so, if you're gonna do that, you have to know what the calories in the foods you're eating are. Right. You know, that's why my favorite thing to eat. If you want to go on a diet, get a can of Campbell's soup and a Subway sandwich. 
because you know exactly what those calories are, and it's very, very satisfying and but I know tasty. No problem with Subway sandwiches. I go in there and I get the, I get a, the whole size. Yeah, but I get, get a turkey. The bag of chips. Well, see, that's the problem. The, I get the cookie. Well, so then the now you're at a, and I don't, and you're I don't even drink yeah you're at McDonald's level. So here's yeah. here's my suggestion for people, right? You get the foot long turkey on wheat, and don't put mayo on it. Um, put spicy mustard, fine. You know whatever else you want on it, fine, because the veggies on it are like no calories, um, and that's that comes in right around 700 calories. So if if you eat that in a bowl of soup, you're gonna be right around a thousand calories, if not just a little bit lower. And it's very, it's, it's extremely satisfying. That's like one of the believe, best meals, but my kids won't let me get them anymore. My, I gotta believe that my chili can't be that fattening. No, a bowl of your chili is probably about 400 calories. And I, I have a pot I of add, chili too. Then I, then I add a big handful of cheese on top. Well, of so you just added, Fritos. yeah, well, you just added about 300 <laughs> calories to your bowl of soup, you know, so it's just, it's just paying attention to little stuff like yeah. that. And tonight they're going to, they want to get Taco Bob's, which is like really, really good Mexican food. It's like uh, the Taco Tico that I grew up with. I've, I mm-hmm. got Taco Bob's once and it was really good, but you know what? I'm not going to get Taco Bob's. I'm going to make them get me a foot-long goddamn turkey sub, and I'm going to have a bowl of chili with it. Hey, hey, do you have... Uh, how far are you from Kalamazoo? Uh, I'm about, about 20 minutes. Eight miles? Oh, 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah, from my house. Is that is there a bar down there still called the Cowboys? Let me look it up. I, I don't go downtown Kalamazoo. Well, you know, I used to work out. I used to, I used to live in Hickory Corners. Oh, I don't know where that is exactly. It's north of Kalamazoo. Okay. North and north and east of Kalamazoo. There's, let's see, there's a bar called Cowboy Up. No, it was called Cowboys. No, oh, there's no Cowboys anymore. Yeah, probably gone. Um, yeah, a lot of the downtown restaurants and stuff closed with the pandemic. Dude, I remember when I was living down there, a tornado went through downtown Kalamazoo. Wow. And everybody was like, "Well, tornadoes don't go through big cities, you know." And yeah, they, usually it's it just trailer went parks. Right downtown. Yeah, went right downtown. Tore out all the windows of the, in the downtown area. It was unbelievable. Yeah, usually it's just trailer parks that get hit. And Kathy and I, Kathy and I used to frequent uh, some of those bars down there uh, before we were married, and it was kind of funny. I always tease her that we had a um, one night after being in the bars dancing we stopped at uh i think it was a big boy well i know it was a big boy on the way home yeah and we had not been dating for a long time but uh she was a little bit a little bit tipsy okay i should say okay she wasn't i was not drunk but she was a little bit tipsy and we were having a good time and she hit her i was eating veal parmesan that used to be my favorite meal at big boy and she somehow or another put her hand down and hit her spoon, and her her spoon or her fork went flying through the air, over and over and over, and it landed right in my veal parmesan, <laughs> and it spattered tomato sauce all over my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, 
And uh, so every once in a while, we'll, she'll she'll say, "Yeah, remember the?" I'll say, "Yeah, how could I forget?" Yeah. <laughs> Back in the. Day. I bet you they don't sell veal parmesan anymore there. Veal is. Do they have a big boys? Yeah, there's big boys all over the place up here. Yeah, down we ours uh, in Petoskey closed. Yeah. It's now tequila bar. Tequila bar. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, talk about a although, hangover factory. Although, my wife, one of our friends, introduced her to smoky tequila. Okay. I don't know how they did it, but but the tequila tastes like it was smoked. Yeah, they'd probably age it in um, oak barrels that have been burnt out on the inside. And she really likes it. It's pretty good. Well, good for her. Good for yep. her. He drinks it straight up. Oof. Oh, God. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know much else. I was trying to think of... So my garden, the diesel exhaust. Our good, our good buddy Chance is making knives. He's been, he's been making knives. He's been making things. Kind of fun. Yeah. He's been sewing things together. He's been making. Uh, it's like five sewing machines, I guess. Jeez. And he's been forging knives. He's, uh, yeah, he he's been doing that for quite a while. He started right around the same time I did. Yeah. I, which yeah. reminds me, I eventually I need to get up and running again. There's, um, you know, it's a it's a good hobby to have, mm-hmm. and it's a good creative outlet. Um, mm-hmm. And a good time occupier. <laughs> we need to. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know if you watch much YouTube videos, but I had an idea for a show, uh, a video show, that we should really consider doing. All right. Um, and it's and it's critiquing videos. <laughs> okay. I figured, what better way to make more enemies than that? <laughs> like, what 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 would be a video you'd like, start with? Well, I mean, we start with it. Like, okay, we could look at, let's say, review videos. And let's say today we're going to look at five review videos on a particular item, whether it's a watch or a... Yeah. Or a whatever. And then compare those three videos, watch those three videos... And we'll discuss them, discuss the the, the topic, discuss the presentation, <laughs> and critique them, like 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 Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Siskel and Ebert for uh, like review videos. <laughs> that a good yeah, idea? that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so I am uh, I am working on my my studio in the garage. Okay. In the my room in the back. And uh, so I think that'll be fun. Yeah. And, you know, set set it all up and then do, uh, and we could stream it, you know, on the, either stream it on Facebook or stream it on, you know, one of the, put it up on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And, and just basically, you know, put the links to the videos and then talk about, you know, and then if we have to, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's all about opinions anyways. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, if we if we want to poke fun at somebody for being a douche, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, but that I, sounds but, fun. Like Siskel and Ebert for YouTube vids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we could do. I mean, we. So, I, have you seen? There's a there's a 
a guy, it must be a comic, or he just makes funny faces. He does something like that where he'll, he's playing clips of different videos and then he's making facial, um, he's a, he's a, he's a black kid. Okay. Extremely, I don't know, there's something about his reactions to these videos that are funny. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. And the other day I was, I ended up on his, on his page and I started flipping through the page, through the videos and it's all about people falling and tripping and crashing into stuff and, and his, his physical reaction to it and it's hilarious mm-hmm. not to send you one of those yeah it's reacts videos i it's a genre on youtube um it's pretty pretty common genre Is it yeah really? it's very very common they're called reacts videos i haven't done any of them just because uh i i do original content typically well researched by the way <laughs> like <laughs> just wait until my d- okay so you know this Diablo sandwich thing, right? There's there's literally people like if you Google Diablo sandwich, the top Google result is for a fucking maid right or sloppy Joe. It's like, dude, they were at a barbecue place in Georgia. You think they're serving ground beef? Yeah, like it's just dumb. Like you know, and all it takes is a couple phone calls and. And stuff like that, and you can get the answer. It's just people are lazy, you yeah. know. But like, and there's all these videos on YouTube about what's on a Diablo sandwich, and they're all wrong. They're they're a hundred percent wrong, and they're just it's just dumb, you know. It's of course it's going to be pork, you know, pulled pork. It's it's Georgia. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, it's kind of funny that uh, that he brought that up from way back. When. Yeah, well, he was. I think he watched the movie or something after we put the podcast so, out. So, what's the latest? What is the, what is the latest thing that you've been watching? Obviously, Yellowstone. Was yeah, there. I'm all done with Yellowstone, and I'm loving my new truck, thinking. despite Jim throwing shade on it because of the diesel yeah, exhaust you know fluid thing. Listen, <laughs> I, listen, I'm not, and and I the whole pickup truck thing is is weird to me. You don't like pickups? You got to understand. I bought my first pickup truck when I was 16. Yeah. 17. Yeah. 17. I had an El Camino before that. Yeah. So I had, so my line of succession for pickup trucks has been a 1974 F-250. Right. A 1978 F-250. A 1984 F-250. And a um, 1979 F-250. It was it was in the line. It wasn't the uh, um, wasn't after the eighty four. So after eighty four, I had a steak truck, and I had an international um, deuce and a half truck. Yeah. So the, not one of those trucks that I ever pay over eight thousand dollars for. Yeah. All brand new. Well, okay. they were all brand new. Yeah, I know. My seventy eight, my nineteen seventy eight F two fifty high water four wheel drive had a um, uh, 460 engine in it, automatic, lockout hubs, vinyl floor, vinyl seat, AMF, no, it didn't have an AMF radio in it, I put it in. It had no radio in it because I didn't order it with a radio in it. Yeah. Uh, had a headliner, and it was two-tone paint. Yeah, that's like mine. 
It was $6,250 yeah. out the door with taxes and license plates. My $6,250, and it was brand new. I drove it off the lot with zero miles on it. Yeah, well, okay, so I, mile I, I 100% appreciate that sentiment. Um, pickups are a lot pricier now. Um, if you buy an F-250 now, you're with hardly any options at all the lowest trim package you're going to be right around 50 grand i'm guessing um but Dude. uh you've driven my 81 f-150 mm-hmm. i love the truck uh my grandpa paid um seven seven grand for that uh mm-hmm. at the time and it was a huge splurge because i bet you it wasn't seven grand but it no it was I, it's it's oh yeah, yeah maybe maybe that yeah be, so mine, mine was a mine was a 78 yeah so it was seven grand um but at the time you could buy a porsche 911 turbo for thirty thousand. right right so comparatively you know fifty thousand for an f-250 is about what it should be because a 911 turbo is going to put you out one hundred and eighty thousand dollars, you know. Okay, so let me let me blow your blow your theory a little bit. It costs the same to make a fucking escort. You can beep this out. A Ford Escort as it does to make a F two fifty. It's the same amount of money. Uh, labor wise, yes. Materials wise, no. And, no. and materials is materials is is minor. That's like the minor small part of it. The in the manufacturing world, they literally cost the same amount of money, but the profit margin in an escort is considerably less than an F two fifty. Yeah, because people want an F two fifty. They don't want an escort. That's right. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing is too, um, I don't know if you've driven like a modern pickup. My my sisters. Right. the The difference. What you need to do is you need to drive my pickup, and then right after you get out of, you know, my F one F one fifty. So time frame you're talking about. Drive mine around, and then drive hers around. Yeah. It's night and day. And like you know, my. Uh, well, yeah, because because everybody's soft now. <laughs> That's what the problem is. Nobody's got nobody's hard ass anymore. Well, um, that, but also the capabilities of the truck are vastly different. My my truck has a twenty thousand pound towing capacity. You can yeah. put two thousand pounds in the bed of that truck. Yeah. It's got yeah, my, it's got an my, exhaust my, brake on my it. My kid has my kid has uh, my kid still has my nineteen eighty four. Yeah. F two fifty, and I used to haul a 30, 30 foot gooseneck trailer around with industrial equipment on it with like backhoes and dozers and that kind of shit. Well, you were way over your towing capacity, if that's the case. Well, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I mean, I always thought the towing capacity was, you know, something that somebody made. No, up. it's I, not. I don't, like, I don't, I don't buy into that. I mean, I had, I had one, my F-250 or that Steve's got has got a one ton rear axle on it and, and overloaded, overload springs and all that stuff. Yeah. And I put that. I mean, I drive to Detroit, picked up a backhoe, and back to Big Rapids when I was living in Big Rapids with that truck. That's that's ballsy. Well, how did you find driving my grandpa's pickup with that little trailer on it? Oh, I never. I mean, it's not a problem. It's yes, but air conditioning. No, it does. You know, 
Yeah, it has air conditioning. Maybe because it was in a fall. Yeah, you didn't. You wouldn't have turned it on. But the thing is, is like the braking. What what no. gets you with that is yes, you can you can drive I, that just fine. Can, I I'm of the generation that knows how to drive. Well, so am I. We grew, we grew but, up learning how to drive. Right. I mean, I drove. But, but you know the the even even you know with happened? that trailer, you know there wasn't all you? that much in it, and it was still you know, a you, bitch. Like you can get into you big hear trouble. Freak out! You want to hear people freak out? Tell them to shut off their analog brakes. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we didn't even have analog no. brakes. We didn't know what... Well, there's... You know, it's not like everybody yeah. was dying in the streets it, because they didn't it, have analog It wasn't brakes. until like 1986 that those became a thing. Yeah, but we figured out that you could pump the brakes and stop. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's what they taught me to do in <laughs> driver's ed. Um, but, you know. but no, like seriously, what, what you need to do is we need to hook... A loaded trailer up to that F-150 and have you drive it around and then hook it up to my new pickup and the the difference is astonishing it's it's not even close and it's got a it's got an exhaust brake on it you can hit a little switch and it's called a Jake brake yeah well that's the Jake brake is the slang term for what is essentially an exhaust brake um, I mean it's just got all this stuff on it that makes it so much better of a experience um but anyway i digress and and i'm acting like i'm acting like all this in blah 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 but you know everybody knows i've already said it the only reason i bought it is because it looked cool on yellowstone and i and i and and i believe me i love yeah i don't i'm not i'm not dissing on them except for the fact that they're they're so yeah you can you can get into some real money that really needs a pickup truck to make a living can't even do it anymore well, you can. Um, you just you're just not going to buy the um, a package with a super duper interior. You're going to buy the F three fifty four door because you've got a crew, and it's going to cost you sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's well. We need all those Mexicans, I guess, coming across the border because <laughs> we can't afford to hire Americans. <laughs> we have to buy a truck like that. Well, you know, it's. I don't know. I. So I, the, I think they're the I think I, they're really really expensive, and I yeah. am in the in the camp that I think they're way the overpriced. Price milk, the price of milk hasn't gone up that much. No. Well, that's because there's a government subsidy for it. And there, but the price of milk that the farmers get, the farm the farmers get literally today is the same price that I got in 1982. Yeah. So it's not a great it's not a great business model because it's not a free market business no um no and 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 uh i mean if you look at if you look at what uh what's going on in the housing market right now i mean all of this stuff that's going on right now is kind of scary because we're we're like literally on the edge of what was going on just before the crash in 29 Mm. yeah well we'll see what happens here i mean the how the i mean you can't I mean, how how in the heck do you sustain the cost of housing going up the way it's going up? <laughs> well, there's there's going to be another correction in that eventually, um, and the 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 cost of housing is about to go down because they're raising the interest rates. The only reason the cost of housing skyrocketed so much is you could get a loan for, I think I pay maybe two percent interest. Uh, but 2% interest on 
a $300,000 loan is a hell of a lot different than two per, uh, 7 or 8% interest on a $300,000 loan. So what you have is you have people being able to pay a lot more for a house. So, um, you know, that then the price goes up. It's like with the college tuition and the subsidies for tuition and, you know, guaranteed student loans and things like that. Um, once more money is available, the price of the commodity goes up. Um, but, but then, you know, the other thing that is complicating the housing issue is that there's, they're not really building new houses that much. And to build a new house is crazy freaking money, you know, and then you have to have a place to put that new house, you know, and with zoning laws and everything like, um, there's a bunch of things that I think are driving the housing market up, but one of them was certainly the fact that you could get a 2% interest rate on a 30 year mortgage. Um, Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, and it's interesting. I saw, I mean, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but there was a lot of the red state, blue state shift thing that's going on where people are leaving blue states and heading. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I see that. Um, and I'm kind of chuckling on it because if you look at the uh, uh, big map of the United States, the only one that's not changing is Michigan. Oh. <laughs> We're not gaining or losing. Yeah, Michigan's look. a great state. I don't think, I, I don't know why I mean, anybody and, wouldn't and want to live I, here. I, I tell you what it is. It's in spite of the idiots in Lansing, it's still a great state. Yeah, it's an awesome state. If we had, can you imagine if we had like a really great, like if we had the Florida's legislature in Michigan? Yeah, we'd be It'd cooking be like with gas. Utopia. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that we'd be. People would be so happy here; they wouldn't even be. Well, Detroit's a bit of an albatross on on the state, but it's getting better. I think. Um, I think it is. I think Detroit's changed a lot well, in the last five yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, when I first moved here, uh, I was scared as hell that Detroit was going to take the whole damn state down with it. Right. You know, and that didn't happen because they appointed somebody that knew what they were doing and ousted all of the government officials. What's, what's interesting is New York City is still struggling. Yeah. I don't think they're going to come back. It's going to be hard. Um, they were cooking. They were. I tell you what, man, when I went to New York right around, well, I was there in 2001, mm-hmm. uh, and I was there in the, when else was I there? 1998, 2001. I was there twice, and Giuliani was mayor, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, it was a mm-hmm. there was no riffraff. There was, I mean, you you still had some weird stuff, but it wasn't. You didn't see tents on sidewalks, right. shit like that. Um, and the same thing, as much as you know, people trash talk uh, Chicago politics. When Daly was running it, that city was awesome. You know, you didn't, and now you go back there and there's tents on the sidewalk everywhere and people crapping everywhere. The dead are are still voting there. Yeah, I know. That's cost of doing business. The dead still still vote. But, uh, you know, and I, I voted for Daly because he made the city work, you know, and there was a lot of corruption and a lot of bullshit, but um, by and large, the city was a place where you could, you could make money. It was an uh, overall a very nice place to live, you know, and it's just not that way anymore due to just bad government. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, I digress. I suppose I should finish my seed plantings here. (laughs) 
Yes, you should. Yes. And uh, um, maybe we should have some knife content next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't much. Um, I don't know what to tell you. We did some outdoors and first aid related stuff, but it's kind of a yeah. it's kind of a hard time to talk about that stuff because there's so much else going on. That's true. You know, that is true. I'm, I'm sure they'll forgive us. That's true, and we and we will. There was um, uh, oh, I can't think of what I was going to say. It's not must not have been that important. <laughs> must not have been that important. But uh, we'll get this one up quick, and we'll we'll do it do it again. And think about uh, think about the video idea. I think that yeah, be, that'd be fun. There's probably a way we can do it. Um, remote yeah i have i have a a couple programs that i can that i have that i can put uh two or three video feeds together yeah i i do too i've got um uh xsplit broadcasters what i use um yeah so either either way it'd be easy enough to do and mm-hmm. pretty low input energy wise right. so, you know you're not dealing with lighting and multiple camera shoots and all this stuff. Somebody else does that. That's why react videos are so (laughs) such a popular thing. You know, all you have to do is talk about it. I'll have to Google those because, uh, and, and see what I find. Cause that one, that one fella just cracks me. I mean, my wife has this thing about people falling. Yeah. (laughs) You know, she has a, there's, I don't know what it is, but, Whenever somebody falls, she thinks it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> and uh, you're not supposed to laugh, but everybody secretly does. Oh, I know it. I know it. I mean, and I don't know what. I mean, it's she laughs uncontrollably. That's, I mean, that's, that's great. What's, that's what's funny. So it, whenever she's in a in a rotten mood, I'll just put like slip and fall videos on YouTube and yeah. walk into the room. The fail army videos are pretty funny yep. too. And then yep. the the ones I like are um there's this channel called Police Activity mm-hmm. that I watch that I cannot get enough. It's that and then the other ones any anytime there's like uh uh the, my favorite for a while was they would have these uh cameras on C130s flying around blowing yeah. shit up. Mm-hmm. God, that was awesome! But the, you don't get much of that anymore. And have, you, have you been playing video games? Lately? I have actually. I'm. What have you been playing? Well, uh, funny enough, funny you should mention it. I'm playing a uh, Russian first-person shooter called Escape from Tarkov, <laughs> but uh, they're they're having some problems right now, <laughs> so I'm not playing that one for a little bit. Uh, just not because I'm boycotting it, but because I got high enough level where it's not as fun anymore. And now um, I play with this guy, my friend Adrian in Germany. He's that EMT I'm always talking about. Uh, but in order to play, I have to play on Spanish servers because his internet coming, if we play on East Coast servers, he has real bad problems. Whereas because of the transatlantic cable, I can play on Spanish servers and still have a reasonable experience. Mm -hmm. Well, we tried it the other day, right when that Ukraine thing was kicking off. And apparently the transatlantic cable is kaput right now. Yeah. Because like the, the ping was 500 milliseconds and it's unplayable. Was was that, was that, uh, 
Oh, so it's still intact. Yeah, it's it's just, it's just really really clogged right now. So I, yeah. the, the only reason I like to play that is I like to play with him, because mm-hmm. we have fun and we talk about stuff and um, uh, but now that the transatlantic cable is all cucked, I can't uh, I can't play that. So I got this. Of course, you know I always tell you you would love that game Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, of all the games that have ever been made, that is your game. All right. Red Dead Redemption. Two. Yeah, of every game that's ever been made, that's the game you would like. I used to do we when years ago when my kids were little, we would play in my office. And I would hook five computers. Yeah, <laughs> you've just saying that. <laughs> and we would play. Uh, what the hell was it? Battlefield. I think yeah, it Battlefield's fun too. And we would we would be on the same team, and we would have like three or four guys, and had a team that had yeah. like eight eight guys, yeah. but five of them were in our house. Yeah, so you could the comms were really good. Oh my word. We we would kick everybody's ass. Yeah, well, it's, it was funnier than well. Heck. Now there's there's a program called Discord. Where and that's what I use with Adrian is we're we can talk in real time over Discord and nobody else can hear us, and so we can coordinate and do strategy that way. Um, but that's a good game. Um, the other game I'm playing right now I just got because it just got released is called Elden Ring, uh, but it's it's not the same kind of game. It's uh, the story is by um, the Game of Thrones guy mm-hmm. George R R Martin made the story for it but it's uh you have like swords and shit and you're killing stuff but it's so did, really hard did you see that they're making a prequel to the lord of the rings yeah it's like a woke quill though right it's it's gonna be on amazon i think maybe hmm. netflix but i think it's gonna be on amazon and it's gonna be the period of time I think when the ring was formed. Yeah. What? That, that'd be all right, except Tolkien didn't write it. And honestly, that Lord of the Rings is, most of that is taken from like Germanic folklore, <laughs> you know, and right, like, right. so. Well, did you, did you watch, so here's a recommendation for listeners. My wife and I found, and I think it was on Amazon, we found this, his story. It was, it's called Tolkien. Okay. And it was really good. Yeah, it was, have to it watch talks that. about him becoming a, you know, through the war, becoming a teacher, trying to get into a certain, uh, uh, to study under a certain professor. And uh, it's it's really quite fascinating. Yeah. And the, the professors, I mean, there's one part in there where the professor's looking at his stuff going, you created this whole language? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like. Yeah, yeah, sir, I did. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's it was it kind of tells his you know, and so you, I guess when you understand him, or get a little better understanding of him, you can kind of understand the story better. Yeah, I'll I'll have to give uh, that a watch. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It was, it was very entertaining, very enjoyable. Um, I mean, obviously not a lot of huge action in it, but but it does tell his story, and and I think that that makes it fascinating. All right, I have something for you. What's that? Uh, look at it in the chat window. Open that up. D- you might not want to read it, though, out loud. <laughs> I saw it pop. Okay. Uh, 
that's yeah. So anyway, there's a meme, um, one of the NPC memes, and basically, the NPC is telling this uh, guy that he's a terrible person. <laughs> he s- spends four frames telling this guy he's a f- terrible person, and then he goes, "Come on, we're going to war with Russia." And uh, the 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 Chad guy that he was telling it to says, I'm not going. I hope they kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's kind of how I feel like, you know, there was a saying um, that certain people used to say uh, about why they didn't want to go. And I think Muhammad Ali said this, people can look that quote up and I'm not going to say it because we'd get in trouble. But it had something to do with how uh, no Vietnamese soldier ever called him a certain name. Right. You know, and that's kind of how I feel about Russia. It's like you have the people that are advocating that we go and get blown up and killed and potentially nuke the entire world are the same people that have spent the last uh, since about 2013 calling me every name in the book, even though they don't know me. You know, so I'm not going to fight for those people. Fuck you. You know, no. I'm not certain it's fighting for those people. That's who's advocating it. What problem do I have with Russia? I don't have any problem with Russia, and I don't have any problem with Ukraine. They have a beef. It's not my beef. You know, and it's... it's, Right, but what the... But see, I think what this is about, and... This is where I have a. This is where I end up with an issue. I don't like bullies. Yes, I get it, but you never catch me picking on somebody that's a bully. I just went black again. Uh oh. What the hell? Why is that doing that? I wonder. Can you hear me? There? Yeah. Can you hear me? No, he can't. Yeah, I don't hear you. How about now? I check check. Check check. Yeah, you can yep. hear me. I hear you now. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get it. You, there's the bullying thing, but um, there's also the thing that, like, why are we the ones that have to step in every goddamn time? Well, no. You know, I, there's a whole continent that. over there, and there's an ocean between us. Yeah, I know. And, and, and they, are, um, they are stepping in, and they are helping out. Yeah, and I and I guess my my problem with the whole thing is I don't like bullies. I never have, and I and what you have here is clearly a bully situation. You've got a you've got a guy that is flexing his muscle and basically telling somebody to submit. Yes, and I, if you don't submit, I'm going to kill you. I understand. Now, even if somebody was in my house and said you're going to submit or I'm going to kill you. I'm not going to submit. Mm-mm. I'm going to I'm I'm going to fight back, and they're going to kill me. Yeah. Or I'm going to kill them. One of the two. And that and I think that that's where you know where we don't seem to do that anymore. And I don't know if it's I don't know what it is. If what if it's the hoppy beer or what? <laughs> the, yeah, the but, soy. <laughs> <laughs> but but there is but there is something about that. I mean, I I believe that there's. Uh, I mean that. I mean, the whole thing with the the January sixth, you know, calling that an insurrection. That's like not. They I mean, have no idea what an insurrection. What is. an insurrection is. And yeah. That's, and that's my point. It's like you're going to call that an insurrection. Yeah. Uh, just wait there till you nobody, see a real one. <laughs> nobody got hurt 
Nobody got in in Canada. Now I know that they don't have the same kind of rights that we have, but literally we had people in our country that was calling for them to. I mean, look what look what uh, um, GoFundMe did. Yeah, I know they're they're in trouble for that. I mean, I don't know if they gave their money to somebody else. They did. They they initially gave it all to like Planned Parenthood and other charities I mean, that they that knew people. Legal? No, they're in trouble for that. So. And then they froze bank accounts, and they I yeah mean, they do a, that. This is a protest. That's you know this was just a protest. Yeah, um, but you know I guess I don't know I I think that this one is better handled by the people in that geopolitical region, and Europe has been. Everybody always says, "Oh, Europe is so advanced." You know they have free this, they have free that, blah blah blah. You want to know why they have that, Sweetums? I'll tell you, because we're their fucking military. They don't have to spend any money for their defense because we do it for them, sweetums. You know, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. You know, if you're going to look down your nose at me and call me a, a heathen because you live in a country in... Europe that spends one percent of their budget on defense, and then the rest of the rest of the money is basically they can build these like Gibbs societies, Gibbs me dat. Mm-hmm. You know, they can build these huge social, you know, parasite realms because they they don't have to defend themselves. You know, and we've been doing that since like World War Two, and yeah. we've got nothing but scorn in return. You know, and. I'm tired of it. Like, and I think most people are like, I think if you polled people, you would find that almost a huge majority of people are not wanting to put our military into Ukraine to defend Ukraine. We can't even, we can't even defend our fucking own border. Why am I defending somebody else's? I'm not saying. Well, that's that's I'm not saying yeah. That we should send military people there. I'm I'm happy to send them aid. I'm happy to um, give them uh, y- you know supplies and things to help them. See the see the problem the and the issue here isn't so much that that they want us to go and fight. The issue is that they're not a NATO they're not a NATO country. Well, and they wanted to be a NATO country, and we let everybody else in except them. It's and it, it's our leaders' fault that they're that that corruption continued in that country. Yeah. So there's you know, there's that. So there so there is that there's we have some responsibility there. But that being said, if they were a NATO country, Russia wouldn't do that. No, that's true. I mean, I mean, and that's the whole point. And and if he takes Ukraine, do you think for one instant that Romania is going to be safe? Well, guess what? Romania is a NATO country. Yeah, well, the the next logical place would be Poland, but so, and, th- and Poland isn't going to have it. Poland's no, not putting you know, up with any of that shit. This, listen and put this in your in your pipe for a second. If you think about it, we're going to be supplying. NATO countries are going to be supplying because they are they are. This is how they're doing it. They're supplying material to Ukraine mm-hmm. via convoy through Poland. Yeah. The minute that he touches one of those convoys with NATO troops in it, guess what? World War 3 starts. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty because sure he's not going to do because that. Because they're all NATO people. I'm I'm pretty sure he's not going to be doing that. <laughs> I know it. 
Um, See, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that he's whacked. Yeah. I'm sure that he's out of there in the next week, week or two. Yeah. I mean, because he's all, I think he's already running scared because he, right now to get an audience with him, to have a meeting with him, it, it takes like two weeks. Yeah. And uh, everybody needs to be like forty feet away from them. Yeah, they don't let anybody close to them. Well, that and uh, the other thing is, is like he he was awful quick to go up to the peace talks table. That was within right. forty eight hours. Like I don't think it went how he thought it was going to go. Right, I think you're right. You know, I think that he thought that a lot of things. I, he thought they were going to roll over, and instead, you had like women hucking Molotov cocktails at your tank, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, granny, I, granny with an yeah, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> Ukraine people, like they're some tough bastards. Oh yeah. Like they're not to be trifled with. They're not like American soy boys. You're, you know, he might be able to get away with that shit in like Georgetown DC because they're, they're all soy sipping, the uh, soy boys. You're not going to be able to pull that shit in Ukraine, you know. And I, I don't think he was anticipating them, the entire citizenry just arming up. And then I don't think he anticipated the magnitude of what's going to happen to their economy. Like they wow. are screwed right now. I tell you that that's going to be fascinating to see how that all pans out. Right. I mean, he just took a a, a situation that was. I mean, Russia was doing all right, you know. And now they're not. He just set them back decades in terms of their economy and in terms of the world being willing to do business with them. You know, I I don't think this is turning out the way he thought it was turning out. He may, in fact, capture Ukraine, but I don't think See, he's going to be able to keep that. it. I don't I don't think he can. I don't think he can control it. I've heard too many generals say that even with 140,000 troops, you cannot control a, a state that doesn't want to be controlled with. What, I don't even what the twenty million people, sixty million people. Yeah, I mean, or try try uh, try Afghanistan. Yeah, they didn't do that either. Right, you know, like if it's just not going to be a thing, like, and it's just going to cost him money. Like it costs mm-hmm. you have to pay those troops. Right. You know, you have to pay for every single one of those tanks that gets blown up by a Molotov cocktail. That shit ain't cheap, you know. But anyway, I digress. So what, is the, what is the what is the population of Ukraine? I think it's 40 million. 43 million. Yeah. 43 million. Yeah. And those those men are men. Yeah. You know, they Manly have men. to be. They Manly. Yeah, they're not going to have any of this woke shit. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with Poland. Do you, like they you tried that, that shit with Poland here? and Hungary and Hungary and Poland were like, "Nah. No, no, no." I think that that's going to you think that's going to um that's going to end here oh, yeah. before too long. Big time. Big time. I think the midterm elections is going to wipe all of that out. So, so here's some here's something I heard the other day, and I don't I don't know where the source of this is. I don't know the validity of it, but I have a friend of mine that talks about alpha males all the time, <laughs> and he was telling me that twenty percent of the po- of the men in this country are breeding ninety percent of the women. He's okay. So I know what he's looking at. He's looking at um, red the red pill forums on Reddit, uh, and he's looking at some incel forums. That's 
a very common thing there. So it's it's the 80-20 rule. And there's actual statistical evidence to back this up. Women, uh, so when men rate women, so, you know, on social media things or any kind of a thing where uh, an old site from back in the 90s was, am I hot or not? Mm-hmm. Or in, uh, like, essentially with um, Tinder, you put up profile pictures and they swipe right or they swipe left, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime that men rate women, it's on a bell curve, right? Anytime women rate men, they only take the top 20% and say they're attractive. The bottom 80%, they're like, nah. It's it's weird, but there, there's, a, there's a, a distribution. There's a bell curve when men rate women. And when women rate men, it's like one out of five is attractive. And the rest of them are invisible. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and that's so, that's so been sci- scientifically do they, do proven. They, do they make uh, so if you did a Tinder? I mean, I, t- Tinder's a dating site. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what that is. I, it's site, I, I was it? yeah I was never on it because I've been married for twenty five years. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what if we made up a false Tinder? Profile. profile this this is known Khaleesi on YouTube look up tinder experiments oh there's a ton of oh billions of them and and it's what they do is they the guys will pick um so I know your friend is looking at this stuff because what he just said comes straight from this so okay um but uh so I know exactly what he's reading because um I'm a nerd and I'm I'm very very <laughs> up. It too. I'm very very up on internet culture, um, for somebody my age anyway. Um, but anyway, so this has been done, and it's called Chad fishing. And what they do is they some fat slob makes a Tinder profile, but he uses pictures of a male model, and then they they all are like, oh my god, I want to come over and all this. And he'll go and meet them in a public place, and they'll be they'll come in there and they'll get all pissed because it's not Chad, it's this fat loser guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, so there's that, and then um, they'll they'll do experiments where they'll where they'll put a really attractive thing, but in the profile where you talk about yourself, it'll say, "I just got out of jail for pedophilia and murder, uh, looking to hook up," and the women don't care. Like they're like, oh yeah, and they'll just say awful things and they'll be terribly rude and the women don't care, like they don't care. Wow. Yeah, and so this is all I know is all I know is what happened to me one time. I don't know if I ever mentioned this before, but um, we have a Marshalls in town. Yeah, and about yeah, a couple years ago, my wife sent me into into town to go get some pillows. Yeah, I had. Three women hit on me in within like eight seconds when I was in the pillow aisle. That's funny. Fe- feeling pillow, fe- feeling up pillows, trying to figure out what would be to the point where I actually left the store. You need to go to Marshalls, dude. <laughs> that, that's where I, there's that's was, where your friend needs to go if he's having trouble I, with I the ladies. Like, I was like, I cannot believe it, and I came home and I, I was like, I am never, don't ever ask me to do that again. Yeah. 
you know, it's like go go into the you know the towel aisle and pick out towels by yourself and see what happens. Yeah, I couldn't believe they were all over me like freaking flies on. Yeah, I've I've never had that experience. I I've said this before on the podcast, but like, I never had a date prior to my wife. Like never. Like no women wanted anything to do with me. <laughs> yeah. So it, it it's that is that's just not a reality for me. That just doesn't happen. Well, like I said, I was it made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And uh it was I was I was actually shocked. <laughs> and I don't know what the what the you know, I mean I'm not I'm definitely not a male model. That's for sure. <laughs> I could I could be an underwear. Maybe model. they thought you were G. Gordon Liddy, but yeah, that could be, that could be. but it but it was really actually quite funny. Yeah. I mean, when I when I look back about it, I mean, it was literally there. Can we help you? Can I help you? Can I, you know? Yeah. Oh, you're looking at pillows, huh? Uh, uh, uh. You yeah, should try this one. <laughs> my wife sent me here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. Oh. Uh, it, that's never been a thing for me. Um, so I don't even know what that's like. So you're, you're talking about like a foreign exp- completely. <laughs> you might as well tell me you went to Mars and walked around yeah, and shit. Like that's how I, much context I, 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 I have. Mars, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, like I said, it, it does happen. And I guess if you were a single guy and you were looking to meet women. It's rough the out there right now. Pillow aisle probably. Would yeah, dudes. Yeah. So here's some dating advice. Uh <laughs> Go uh, <laughs> go to the yeah. Marshall's Pillow Island. Yeah, go there. Uh, Actually, a puppy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's get another a, thing they say is you get a puppy and you go and sit in public somewhere. Yeah, uh, you'll have women on you like crazy. Maybe, maybe. Um, well, it depends on the kind of puppy. Yeah, it also depends on the guy, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's a way, if you've got some a, a way with words and you can talk to people then fine but most of these guys that are having trouble they're yes they're having trouble because uh Dude, you're sitting on the court. women are going for the top 20 percent of guys but on top of that and top on top of just being average which to women is invisible they can't talk either and they don't have any interests that they can talk about like if, if you tried to have a conversation with one of these guys about anything like if if we had one of them on the podcast, we would be shooting ourselves in the head after five minutes because they got nothing to say. <laughs> you know, they're just boring as hell. They they've got nothing going on. They don't have any interests. They they don't know anything. Uh, how do we how do we find one to bring on our podcast? Oh, <laughs> I, I I guarantee you, I I guarantee you that there there are so many boring people out there. You know, making a podcast that people actually want to listen to, it's easy if you can talk. It's not easy if you don't, if if you're not interested in anything. You know, you can't talk about anything with people because they just don't know. You know, they, you talk to them about, hey, are you going to do a garden? Uh, what's that? (laughs) Well, you know, you plant seeds, you do this. Uh, okay. They got nothing to add. You know, it goes nowhere. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny. So I don't know. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and I I completely understand the frustration because I lived it. You know, yeah. like. Uh, 
I never did. I was pretty suave and sophisticated. Yeah, but way better than I was, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and the thing is, is like I was, I was doing the stuff that would normally make girls interested in you. I played varsity football. I was a varsity wrestler. I uh, played in bands all over the place, you know. And I was I did, I did tight that, I did and that money fit. thing. I held, held out the money and I went like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had a little money gun that shoots dollar no, bills no, out. No, I didn't. No, I, I didn't have money either. Um, no, I didn't do that. But, yeah, I just, I just never had any luck. I'm, my claim to fame, I think, my, out of all the – I mean, I was obviously the – I was an athlete too, but I think my claim to fame was um, I, didn't, I didn't make myself a jock. Yeah. I didn't make myself a, uh, a pothead. Yeah. And I didn't make myself a nerd. I didn't make myself a um, a puss. Yeah. And I think that that was, I think that was what helped me quite a bit. You know, it's like when you watch these movies about kids and growing up, the transitional kids, whether it's The Breakfast Club or Stand By Me yeah. or any of those kind of movies. Where yeah, they're a pigeonhole. group of kids that, that are all different, you know, they got all these different... You know, and, and someone will ask me, well, okay, you obviously, have you seen that show Stand By Me a dozen times at least? Who do you who do you relate to in that show? Yeah. And I'll say, or they'll, or they'll say, who who were you in that show? And I'll say, all of them. Yeah, exactly. All of them. I mean, I, yeah. I relate to all of well, them. Well, and that's, and that's, that's what, kind of the way I was. Time, I, I, you know, I pursued my interests, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever I was interested in, I did, and I didn't make it an identity. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you're getting right. at. But the other thing that you have that uh, that I certainly never had, it took me a long time to develop it, and that's the ability to just sit down and just talk to random people. No, like it, I thought you were going to say my mustache. No, I have. I can grow a mustache. <laughs> I can grow a hell of a mustache. But no, Dude, it's look at this. Look at this. Yeah, it's pretty pretty epic. I have people stopping me in the street and saying Yosemite Sam yeah, looking mustache. That's a freaking good looking. Mustache. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, no, it's you know um, that that in my I have a big ego. Well, there's it's I don't know like there's uh you're much better socially than I was. Uh, I just you're gonna laugh but when i had my neck surgery something changed in my brain after that surgery i don't know if it's because i wasn't in pain anymore or if the anesthesia did something fucked up in my head but i can now walk into a room and just talk to a random person about whatever they want to talk about and have a good conversation and and stuff i was never able to do that before like last year I mean, I could. Well, there were, wasn't there um, uh, like personal protection orders and that kind of stuff to keep you from doing that? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no. I mean, it's it's. I think some people develop that ability a lot later than others, yeah. and I was very late in developing it. And it it might have been because I had uh, pain and I didn't know it. You know, I know, I know, like, and we, we even talked about on the podcast back pain and stuff. And before that, I, I was having it, but I didn't know it. Yeah. You know, I just thought it felt normal to me. But now that I know what it's like to not have it, it you know, it's crazy. Um, I know that when, uh, when I was young, seventh, eighth grade, 
in that realm. Actually, seventh grade, I got my ass kicked one time. Uh, I was on my paper route, and I got beat up by like six guys yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my grade. And that was the that was a turning point in my life. I was, you know, I was always quick and and I could be snarky. Yeah. And um, and I wasn't big. I mean, I was not a big guy. Well, we were in gym class, and some kids were missing out of my role. You know, they used to, we used to line up. We used to have to wear uniforms. We used to line up, do calisthenics, that kind of stuff. And the way we did um, uh, attendance was the person in the front had to tell who was missing in the line. Mm-hmm. And so gym teachers get doing uh, uh, attendance, and the guy in front of our line, he said, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so are missing, and the teacher said, what do you suppose, where are they? Where, you know, and I made a snarky remark, they're probably ditching school. And I didn't say it to him. Yeah. But, but everybody heard it. Yeah. And they got caught. Uh-oh. So immediately, I was the one that told on him, even though it was I was making a snarky... I didn't even know the kids. Yeah. But I was making a snarky remark, and and they caught up with me on <laughs> my route, and they beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I had I had a black eye. I had a, My lip was bloodied. My, my side hurt. I got kicked. Yeah. And it took... And that was in the fall. It was like end of October something like that well by the following spring by spring break I had caught each and yeah, one of them yeah that's 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 my move <laughs> you might and, be able to gang gang up on me and do it but one on one I'm going to tear you limb from limb and I will exactly. get even exactly. yeah <laughs> and that's exactly what I did and and it took it took quite a while and it took quite a while actually to get over the the trauma of getting beat like yeah. that yeah I had never been beat up like that by yeah. a bunch of guys, and that that is such a um, that's such a horrible feeling, yeah. such a degrading feeling, that it takes you a while to get over that. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I, I, you could do nothing. You were totally helpless, and I'm not used to be. I was yeah. never used to being helpless. Well, after I after I got my my licks in when it was done. It, it did change me quite a bit. Yeah. And I think that that, and that basically made my, you know, I became much more snarky. And anybody said anything to me at the time, I was willing to go to war right now. Yeah. I was not going to wait till after school. I was not going to wait till, <laughs> you know, I was not, it was like right now. You We're going, we're going right now. We're not, I'm not doing it uh, yeah, in school. I'm not doing it any other time. It's right now. Yeah. And if you want to fight, it's you and me right now. Yeah. And and well, after that, it was, you know. Yeah, well, and that, that was my experience is nine times out of ten, they're just blustering. Right. And if you wait till after school, it's going to be you and ten of them. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, I, I would just, a lot of times if you say, okay, let's go. Right now. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you. I'll give you the first punch. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> and and they them. back down, and it oh, yeah. it dissolves it. You know. So so eighth grade rolls around, and um, there's a group of kids in school, and they're picking on another kid. <laughs> they're they're just totally bullying him. He was like a 
there was something wrong. He was a special needs kid. But at that time, special needs kids weren't necessarily droolers and sitting in a chair and can't move. Right, yeah. You know, they, they, he was, he was, he was, there was something mentally wrong with him, but he was, he wasn't, uh, he, he could communicate. I mean, he was yeah, a nice kid. Yeah. He communicate. He was, but there was, you could tell it was just something a little bit off with him. And they were, they were abusing him, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I broke it up. <laughs> and of course I got the whole, you know, after school in the, in the cemetery. I'm like, nope, right now. Here, we're going right now. And, you know, you can all fight once or one at a time. I would choose one at a time if it was me. You know, I think that would be the fair thing to do. And they, n- none of them stepped up. Like, we're going to get thrown out of school. I was like, well, you know what? You should have thought about that before you were freaking abusing this other kid. So after that happened, I had a whole table of kids that were sitting around me all the time. <laughs> yeah, because they, <laughs> they knew nobody was going to mess with them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was fun. Yeah. You. You. It was like a. It was like a uh, protector of the under. Of the, <laughs> under. The well, I didn't. I, I never took on the pr- <laughs> protector realm except for myself, um, yeah. because there wasn't. I mean, after a certain point, like that kind of stuff goes away. It's usually bad in junior high, and then it goes away. Yeah. But like, uh, you, you knock out one bully, and everybody else leaves you alone. You only have to do right. it once. Well, and you know, I and I truly believe that that's that's part of our problem today. We have a lot of bullies, and nobody fights back because they don't want to get in trouble. They've been taught that you can't fight back. Yeah, that's that's true. And I think that that's a lot of our problems because I think I think that there's there's something that tri- that's that's triggered in your development, a release of a massive release of testosterone or something. That changes in you when that happens to you, and you actually stand up. and And there'll be people that will go their whole life. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. remember, I I know kids that that grew up into adults that I know today that I grew up with as kids that regret not standing up. Yeah, <laughs> that they think that there was, you know, they they think that they attribute some of their problems in life to. Something that happened in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, well, that they that they didn't stand up. Yeah, they didn't. You know, well, well, from that day forward, they were always the one saying yes or no. Sir. Yeah, well, ask ask Gretchen. She went to elementary school with me. There wasn't a day. There wasn't. In fact, we had three recesses a day. There wasn't a recess from uh, first grade on that I wasn't in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So she felt sorry for you. No, <laughs> like <laughs> she just thought I was crazy. <laughs> you know, like. It, it was literally every every recess every day somebody would try to start something you know yeah. and well and I, I know I I don't you know, psychologically I don't know if that if that's a real thing or not but it always it's just seems to me like it would make sense like if you you're if you look you would look different at yourself after you protected yourself yeah and you stood up to somebody yeah because you know you can do it that, yeah that yeah because you know you can do it you know, you know, okay, well, you, you're going to hit me and it's going to hurt, but you're also going to get it. Yeah. And, you may uh, kick my ass, but I'm going to get my licks in in the process. Yeah. And you're, it, it's going to cost you, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, we've, we've right. been going we on to too go. long. We got some stuff we got to go. Yeah. This has been a long year. Yeah. So, uh, until next time.
we will uh, we'll continue this conversation at some other time. And just remember, guys, you just need to keep your knife sharp and your friends sharper. And uh, continue to try to solve problems that don't exist and it's going to get you nowhere. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.